Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about ham radio and many other things. So let's get started, shall we? Oh yeah. Okay, Leah. How are you this week? So busy. So busy. You are. And Mother's Day is coming. I think you spent more time editing on my computer than I did today. <laughs> Over three and seconds. And by editing, I mean taking a video and taking snapshots from that video. Well, it was the deliberation of which pictures to take mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the video. Mm-hmm. Because it's a multifaceted process. Of course. Everyone who's in the formation that's on the video has to be synchronized. Oh, no. So not only did they have to be synchronized. So this is for um, Kung Fu Pictures for the yearbook. Yes. Not only do they have to be synchronized, when they are synchronized, they all have to be in perfect form. Meaning they need to be doing the same thing at the same time. But they have to be doing it correctly. Medicine. If their hands are facing the and right, wrong way, if they're too far tilted, if their he- heads aren't facing the same way, if if their their knees are not far bent enough, if it's bad form, you can't use it even if they're synchronized. So you're like going through this thing like frame by frame. Yes. That is ridiculous. And then, wait for it. You also need to make sure everyone is visible oh my and they are in a formation. So sometimes one person is in front of another person, even if they are synchronized oh and in no. good form. Yeah. Wow. That's my life right now. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty intense. Well, thanks everybody for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course. We really do appreciate you taking the time, multiple hours in some cases, out of your busy schedule. <laughs> we appreciate it. And if you ever think it's too long... Just think about how you don't have to go through a video frame by frame. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that's a that, that's a good way to look at it. Yes, yeah. I agree. Well, we like to kick off the Ham Radio Crash Course with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today is a really simple one. Is part of the many questions, the mountain of questions I'm crawling through. Oh, did you get a lot of emails? I got a ton of emails. Like how many would you say is a ton? Like a metric ton? <laughs> I mean, emails don't have weight. Mm. So I guess this is a, a figurative, figurative, figure of, of a ton. Figurative. Figurative. Yeah. Ton. Mm-hmm. How many have I got? Um, you know what's about amazing? About a hundred? Wow. Yeah. It's it's pretty you put the bat call out the bat call yeah the bow call (laughs) the fang call (laughs) we call it a signal (laughs) because if it was the bat call it would only be audible to bats okay right that's how bats see so (laughs) still a call (laughs) still a call Uh, Yeah, so I got a ton of really good emails. And I got to say, like, very little duplication. Wow. Some duplications in topics, but the nuance that everybody's asking for is is really interesting. Like, the the questions. That speaks to how complicated ham radio is. There are some. (laughs) There there is one that I have that is legitimately something that I don't want to answer. Um, One, because I'm not actually experienced in it. And two, because, (laughs) like, it could lead to bodily harm. 
So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find out somebody else that can help you out with this. So that's one that I... Don't be I, a narc, Josh. No, 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 no. It's not a crime. Yo, so uh, I want to... I want to use these radios to acquire something. I don't own it. Technically, it's owned by someone else. Technically. I would like to acquire... This thing. I'm stealing the Declaration of the Independence. <laughs> I would like to acquire this thing on someone else's roof. You can't go around stealing people's Peloton bikes. Okay? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so the Hammer Human today is, it was a simple question that came up. I'm still going to make a video on it. But one of the, it was a multi-point question, <clears throat> was the, the confusion over what a balan and an unun is. That is confusing. Yeah. So a balun, which is the, the easiest one to explain, and it's a short name. It's actually two kind of abbreviations in short form. Bal in the balun stands for balanced. And I the un that. stands for unbalanced. Okay. Wow. So when you're building a dipole, you often use a balun to attach the legs of the, the antenna to the balun and then the feed line to the balun. The balanced end supports the two leads for the dipole balanced antenna two equally linked wires that make a dipole the unbalanced side is the coax coax is an unbalanced feed line okay because you got a big wire mesh that's wrapped around a center pin right got it you can then pull around like a cable versus if it was a balanced feed line it would be two equidistantly spaced wires okay that is a balanced feed line so an unun is an unbalanced antenna mounted to an unbalanced feed line. All right. So coax mounts to the unun, which connects to just a long wire. That is an unbalanced antenna because there's no other side to the antenna, hypothetically. Sometimes there is, but links are generally not the same. They could be, but it is an end-fed antenna, generally. Sometimes it could just be an off-center dipole. Mm. Meaning the two legs are different. So a balun is an oxymoron. Why? Because it's balanced and unbalanced. It's a it's the transformer that connects the balanced mm -hmm. side to the unbalanced side. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Thought I'd answer that right up front for people that didn't know. There that. you go. I always like that one. That's probably pretty close to. I mean, it's just about, just about. Yeah. Yeah. Now bring the beer. So we are drinking. <laughs> If you listen to last week's podcast, Leia got some some vodka, and the potato one I smashed a couple couple of citruses and threw it in the bottom <laughs> and hit it with some vodka and threw um, some soda water on top. That's it. Solid. Solid. Always a solid standard. Mm -hmm. So join the conversation by leaving a review over at Apple Podcasts. I said it right this time for the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast, and or emailing us at Leia at hamtactical.com leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and future hams, and we appreciate it. Also, it's like my favorite thing. Yes, favorite thing. <laughs> well, you're going to have to hang on to your favorite thing because no reviews this week. Oh, I think the podcast website's like screwed up. I'm on the, the, the back-end metrics page, and it's, it's all messed up. So if you sent a, a review, we'll read it eventually whenever it shows up. But uh, thanks for no, those. Last week was a dud. Nope, it, it was, was a trash. Dump. That's Leia's metric. <laughs> if there's no reviews, it was it was trash. Uh, anyway, we appreciate everybody who has sent reviews. It means a lot to us. Thank you so much for doing that, even if it's just five stars and not leaving any text or anything. But okay. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. bees. I don't actually know if I'm allergic to bees. You've never been stung? Never. Do you know why? Because I respect bees. When I see a bee, I'm like, hello, Mr. Bee. Would you like some water? Or I get Miss Bee. How often do the drones get out of it? So when I'm bouncing around inside of a hive. (laughs) Would you like some water? Can I get you some floors? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's um all all generally bees you see are female. Yeah. You don't see drones flying around very much. Right. I mean, of the the bee variety of drones. I mean, I guess you might see them once a year when all the males get kicked out of the hive cuz they're ready to shut down. They're ready to shut down? Yeah, shut down the hive. Mhm. Like okay. for the winter. Okay. So they kick out all the drones cuz the drones will take up too much resources. <laughs> Oh, you know more about this than I do. Is that legit? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so just all the men get kicked out? Yes. And then they go die? I don't, I mean, I offer them water and, <laughs> and fluids. I tried to give them some monster. <laughs> it got, it has what bees crave. I knew it was uh, a drone because he had his hat on slightly cockeyed. <laughs> and, and he was driving a lifted Silverado. <laughs> so, yeah. But his name was Chad. Wow. <laughs> like all of the male mm-hmm. bees are Chads? Yeah, they're all doing, they're all rolling around in mall, mall, do- mall crawlers, bro dozers. Well, no wonder they got kicked out. I mean, I think they might let like some drones stay, but they got to be like really nice. They got to be pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> and also pretend they're not drones. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's only the gay drones is what we're at right now. They're you better part of the do club. a lot of hair and makeup during the winter. <laughs> what? I don't know. What do they do? If they, like, literally the drone's job is to, like, impregnate the female. So, like, what? So the drones that didn't try to impregnate the female can stay. It's counterintuitive, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So this week's preparedness corner is, since we're heading into summer, mm-hmm. take an Amish vacation. What? Yes. <laughs> to prepare? Yes. To prepare it's to prepare. Preparedness corner. To prepare so, to prepare. So you can learn the skills that it takes to be off grid. Oh, so that's what this is. It, like they teach right. you things. Except for the fact. Mm-hmm. That when I went to go look up Amish vacations, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of hotels. And then I asked myself, how do they have websites? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's very confusing to me. I don't understand the Amish rules related to technology. Mm -hmm. So I went down this rabbit hole and every hotel that I looked into, I was thinking maybe it's like an off-grid hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. No, they're full blown, beautiful. They're fully on grid. Is this like a Mennonite thing? No, it's an Amish. But no, I mean the Mennonites run the website. I have no idea, but I understand that they have probably a reciprocal relationship, Mm -hmm. right? So, if you are looking 
for an Amish vacation. Do well, not Google Amish vacation. That's that's the first thing you don't do. <laughs> okay. You can go to AmishFarmStay.com. Well, you haven't told me why I would want to do this. So that I think can, you, I already said so you can learn what how do you to live learn? off grid. But what do you learn? Well, you learn all of the skills. What skills? Like butter churning and mm-hmm. and sewing mm-hmm. and basically, you know, like home ec mm-hmm. in in like the fifties and before. Right, right, right. That's what you learn because they don't teach it in schools anymore. They teach it when I was in high school. I'm not from the fifties. It's probably because you didn't go to a college preparatory school, which apparently all high schools are now, so that the government can then take your money when you go to college. See? Is that what happens? Well, if everybody is expected to go to college and get a college degree now, mm-hmm. but college is prohibitively expensive. Oh, and because it's subsidized. Right. Yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you got Okay. They're locking you in is what you're saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they've started to offer this program where you don't have to pay off your loans. You just need to basically tithe to the government. You, this is the Amish we're <clears throat> talking about. No, we're talking about the U.S. government. The Amish is the one that's doing this? Or when you go stay with them, this is how you pay? No, I don't even know how we started talking. (laughs) I'm still trying to understand what I'm going to learn. It sounds like you listened to like Weird Al Yankovic's Amish Paradise and you just said like, well, what's the things he's doing in this uh, music video? (laughs) I mean, it is an Amish paradise. Got it. You will churn butter once or twice. Yeah. Living in an Amish Airbnb. There's also Mennonite Airbnbs if going to the non-tech low electricity situation mm-hmm. it's because it's not no electricity okay mm-hmm. it is a lower amount of electricity like if you need a, an electric like light for your buggy then you could actually have that from what i understand <laughs> i <laughs> Don't laugh at my lack of knowledge, okay? Well, I... This is a part of American culture. You're supposed to be teaching me instead of me seeking out the ability to learn what it was like in the early stages of the country. When did you get to the United States? How old were you? I was very young. How old? I... I don't know, like one. Yeah, so you've been in this country. Sure. Probably longer than me. (laughs) that's true because i'm older than you yes but see you were immediately immersed in american culture whereas i was in a immigrant bubble okay for a very long time okay right until i went to school and then was exposed to Mm -hmm. right I, I again I know very you've, you've little very well about mayo. You've done okay. very well for yourself. <laughs> I know very little yes, about the, mayo. The Discord discussion on <laughs> the origin of mayo or the it, it has almost become bourbon esque in its like requirements that the government bestows upon. But I am mayo. definitely American enough to have a couple of bottles of apple cider vinegar. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not understanding. So okay, so there's there's skills that they will teach you. 
But yeah. I feel like of all the skills that you've mentioned, you could learn those from watching YouTube. I mean, it's an Amish YouTube channel. <laughs> Actually, it's just uh, I think the reason that I want to do this. Mm -hmm. is oh, you want to do this. Why would I bring it up if I, I didn't want I to do it? I, I, you've given me very little to go I'm off of. I'm selling you on a vacation right now. I've seen you sell many things to me. <laughs> this is not one of those instances right now. I've been sold on nothing. <laughs> okay. So you go to AmishFarmStay.com. Oh, oh. And there's about six Amish farms that you can actually have a farm stay. Okay. And you basically, oh, there's actually, um, there's electricity in this <laughs> particular farm stay. But just so you can have air conditioning. Okay. What? But no Wi-Fi or TV. See, this is important. The it only is... wired land here in the... <laughs> You're really derailing my preparedness corner. We only allow modems. So basically, you get to live the Am Amish farm life so that you what would get. What is that? Well, <laughs> I'm still trying to a, get it's that. It's an off-grid farm. Completely. Uh, well, not completely, but like pretty disconnected <laughs> from the rest of society. Except for, for your fellow guests. <laughs> That's Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you, you, you say things, like you throw a big word out there, and mm -hmm. it's like, it's supposed to mean a lot to me. Like, do you, do you raise a barn or something using hand tools? No, because okay. I, I think they'd have to pay you for that kind of labor. But, um, like, you could stay at the Kill Deer Farm guest house, and I'm assuming there is some killing of deer there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Um. The other one is the so pants. Listen, basically farm. <laughs> like it and there you so will bonnets. So bon that so bonnets. <laughs> this is very disrespectful. I have I'm not I actually have like a real fascination and respect for the Amish. So I don't think I'm being disrespectful. I'm trying to get the information out of you that I need to make a decision because right now the answer is no. Okay. We would just go to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Large Amish population there. Uh huh. Uh huh. There are some local places that have smorgasbord. Okay. Right. Those are, are not actually included. In the Amish farm stay experience. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but so you can go and basically stay on a, on a working dairy farm. That's fantastic. I, I mean, and you would get like a tour as long as the weather and schedule would be okay with that. <laughs> That's what it says. Weather and schedule permitting. Mm -hmm. um, a tour of what? Of the working dairy farm. That you're staying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. That's it's, it? It's an alternative to camping, but also you get to learn skills. I still don't know what those skills are. It's living off the grid skills. Like what? 
I already told you, churning butter for one. And sewing. <laughs> and and raising farm animals. Okay. And milking cows, I'm assuming. I'm assuming to, and then to take, get to the butter. Thank you. Thank you. Like like cow to table butter. That's <laughs> the look on your face communicates to me that cow to table butter is not something you're into. <laughs> like it's still warm. <laughs> so butter. Did we warm this on the pot belly stove? <laughs> Oh, this is cow warm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think. You have to, the cream has to separate before you can, it's just not like automatic, you know? No, you don't just throw milk in there and start. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. I got to tell you, no. <laughs> it's a hot no for me. Thanks, though. It's my preparedness corner. And if we need to take the corner to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. we're going to take it there. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's happening? Okay. The staircase has changed, remember? They don't really have electricity in the wizarding world either. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Uh, we, okay. I was just stuck with that whole... <laughs> Are you trying to pitch another uh, excursion to a, a wizard camp? We could go to England. They do tours. Hogwarts, like Harry Potter type tours. Those places didn't really exist. What? <laughs> okay. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. Uh, man. This is a hot mess of a podcast today. If you'd like to email us at layathamtactical.com, we would love to get your emails on ham radio topics, you questions, no. living your ham radio journey. We want to hear about it. If you'd like to send Leia some ideas for the preparedness corner, that might be a good thing to do. I'm really serious about an Amish farm stay. I, for someone who's so serious... Why are you telling me nothing that I'm going to learn? <laughs> you learn to live like an entire community that has lived off grid and and resisted the <laughs> the influence of society and technology for decades. And and if not centuries, centuries. How and how long do you stay there for this uh, education? As long as you want. It's a vacation, man. It's not a prison. Okay. <laughs> when can you leave is, is what I want to know. Whatever you want. What What if I told you that all of Lancaster, Pennsylvania is a poda? It sounds like they might not like my radios. <laughs> That's what this is about. The, you, no. You I just don't understand what I'm going to learn. You're going to learn how a society lives off grid so that you can model your future society after it when, you know, there's no right. electricity listen, left. Listen, guys, I know things are bad right now. I spent a week at an Amish farm. <laughs> we got to get the power back on right now. <laughs> you should have seen it. The entire farm is full of butter. That's all they did. These freaking tourists. We asked them what could they do. I'm sure we would learn how to bake bread to eat with the butter. 
which I mean, I know how to bake bread, so I wasn't going to bring that up as a selling point, but that's fine. The other, the other farm <laughs> called the Kilskeen farm, it's just full of shoddily sewn wallets. And it's like, this is, this is an apocalyptic zone. Listen, I believe... What if in the future, currency was wallets? <laughs> I, and we sewed together dollars because they're worthless. Listen... Into things to hold the wallets. <laughs> we got to get the power back on right now. Josh. What? I think... Yeah. That the only reason you're against this... Is because you are not going to be able to use ham radio, but you're so wrong. I, you out. just you told me you you've, you've told me, <laughs> but you walked you walked in with the confidence of like a first year engineer <laughs> with a a three slide PowerPoint presentation and three bullets on the second slide, and those bullets consisted Amish of farm stay. <laughs> that was the title page. That was a whole slide. With your GitHub in the bottom link. <laughs> and the second slide had three bullets. Churning butter. <laughs> sewing things. Learning skills that the <laughs> Amish have had for decades. I guess. You're talking I about people. Century, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I just... Think mm -hmm. that it would be a delightful way to experience the world mm -hmm. to prepare. I mean, what you've told me right now, those three things, mm -hmm. those are like YouTube videos. <laughs> I mean, there would be a lot more to living completely off the grid. It's like WikiHow YouTube videos. <laughs> Just poorly animated. They're not Illustrated. even. They're not even. <laughs> Man, Leah, that was, <laughs> I don't know that that was the A-game on the uh, prepared Discord. I've been busy <laughs> and I want to go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I, I get that. I get that. I understand. Okay, everybody. Uh, yeah, I, so. They'll, they'll let you raise a barn, okay? <laughs> like with they'll fire. They'll let you do <laughs> That kind of raise. No, they'll let you help build a barn, okay? How, how about now? Like, I brought all my pneumatic tools. Where do I <laughs> plug them in? Well, Jacob's on the bellows. How many PSI you need? A hundred? Oh, he's got one. One PSI. Leia, do we have any voicemails today? No. <laughs> it really was a bad podcast last week. I don't know this one's shaping up to be any better. <laughs> wow. Okay. So the voicemail number is 562-334-2389. Call in and tell us how much you want to go on an homage vacation. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Do. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Again, Leia at hamtactical.com for the emails. Go ahead, Leia. Who's the first email? Oh, 
hear me out though, because there's also a Mennonite amateur <laughs> radio network. Okay. And like you may not be like hard into the Amish Farms Day. I'm sure you could find an adjacent Mennonite place to go. I'm down. I'm back on board. See, I, I knew it was about No, it's not. I just don't know what I'm gonna do with my time. I can't bring my radio. You can bring your radio. It's just me banging a stick against a tree. Morse code. Old-fashioned Morse code. (laughs) You just got to find a local squirrel. Okay. (laughs) And some coconuts. Apparently, I'm the professor now. I'm going to build a radio. (laughs) Why'd you get the coconuts? We found them. Found them? Please start. Okay. (laughs) The first email is titled Quick Merch Idea, and this is from Jeff. Mm-hmm. Hey, Josh and Leia. So I'm listening to the podcast as I walk through work, and I misheard something you guys were talking about, about electrocution. But in a stupidly giddy moment of self-satisfaction, I had to share my merch idea. Mm-hmm. The shirt simply reads like a dictionary definition. Hamnesia. Mm-hmm. Hamnesia. Noun. Forgetting how much radio gear you have at home and buying more. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, Jeff, if we make it, you're getting one. Anyway, I want to thank you both for the work that you both put into ham the ham radio community and hours of enjoyment we all get from being a part of it. Well, thank, thank you, you for listening. Except for this episode. This- <laughs> Thanks, and 73, Jeff, KC1OEL. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. I like amnesia. Excellent. The next email is titled, A Video for You Guys. This is shaping up to be the best pod. Now we're going to live react to a video. This is from the unrelenting John Amadeo. Oh, it's John. Yes, John. Yes. And, and John says, a test of your cult movie knowledge. And I suspiciously, this video is titled A Tower for Leia and Josh. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'll go ahead and uh, I'll play the video. Maybe it has audio. <laughs> what am I looking at? It says love. It's a couple sitting on a couch. <laughs> Many pictures of love. Yes, many people in love. And there's yeah, a tower. It's a tower. <laughs> it says mother. Yeah, mother. Mother. Pictures yes. of mothers holding babies. Yes. Tower. And of the t- <laughs> Another shot of the tower. Father. <laughs> pictures of fathers. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll put this very, in the Discord. This is very... These are heartwarming pictures. Oh, Picture the, the tower. tower's coming down tower's coming now. Down. Me. <laughs> That's, are these pictures of John? Thor. Oh no, that's Thor. There's the John. Oh, there's, <laughs> it's this country. <laughs> oh, very patriotic. Very patriotic. I feel like John's John's really got me nailed. Yeah, I think yeah. he's yeah. yeah. Home. home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pictures of homey things like pies Pie. and there's palms. an Amish barn. Yeah. Excellent. And there's the tower. And the tower has just disappeared it's behind gone. the house. Yeah. It's it's barely there. Yeah. It's definitely less obtrusive. <laughs> Not for air. That's <laughs> judging you gotta it's say it out pictures on it. <laughs> I don't think we can put that on the Discord now. So um so John <laughs> I I I feel like 
this uh, word association mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're going for. It's uh, the tower when it is fully retracted mm-hmm. is definitely less obtrusive than the step IR in its current place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Th- thank you for the suggestions, John. I <laughs> I knew you were unrelenting because of how successful you are. <laughs> I just you didn't know how unrelenting <laughs> you truly are. <laughs> Thank you for all your work, John. Appreciate everything you're doing out there. Good job. <laughs> we almost got her, John. We almost got her. The, I will say that the amount of effort that John is putting in to get you this antenna is making me feel really bad. See, John, it's working. Yeah. The plan is working, John. John. <laughs> okay. Macaroni collage next time, okay? <laughs> No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> I love this so much because it's really funny. But I have to say, I don't know where I will put it. I honestly don't. Big Bear. I can't put it at Big Bear. The trees are everywhere. It will never retract. And then it'll get, who knows what will happen with the wind. Remote control it. There's nowhere to lower it into. It will lower into trees. Meaning I won't even be able to get it up the first time because it's all trees. There's a section that's not trees. It's right behind the patio. But you got to remember the thing's got like a 30-foot wingspan. Right. No, 25 on each side. Do you know math? A 30-foot wingspan <laughs> is not the same as 25 that's feet That's what I'm saying. Each... No, it's 25 <laughs> on each side. It's huge. Wow. Remember, this is a three element. So the boom is also longer. And it's got the elements on it. The, the problem is everywhere it would have to go is next to someone's house mm. or the right. the major thoroughfare, which is like, I, I can't. I uh, There's like one place it's potential, but I don't know that that's going to work either. All right. So I'm not the one saying no anymore. You're welcome, John. I, <laughs> it's just it's just going to overlap like every, the neighbor, the neighbor. It's half of the antenna is going to be over their house. Like it's it's unavoidable. I don't know where I don't know where else you could put it. The next email is titled "Cell Phone Suppository Law Enforcement Expl." Oh, yeah, these are separate topics. Cell Phone Suppository uh-huh. Law Enforcement Explorers Louisville Slugger Pinata Opener, uh-huh. and it isn't just a tech license. Thank you, Matt. Wouldn't that be funny though if it was the Cell Phone Suppository Law Enforcement Explorers? No. <laughs> Matt, I agree. It's not just a tech license. As a, a technician myself. <laughs> As a technician. When you're a technician. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's a great feat. It is. A feat. Yeah, it's a great feat. A great. Oh, a great feat. Okay, yes, got that's it. what I said. Yes, good. Hello, Leia and Josh. This is Matt. No, not the one with the girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. I have money. That's mm. that's one way to save. <laughs> Just kidding. I couldn't help but mention the prison wallet parcel that is a cell phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could you imagine getting checked in and someone calls? <laughs> I think like when um, that phone that I was You'd talking have to about. turn it off first, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean... Or leave it on vibrate. Oh. 
the phone in question, again, Linus Tech Tips reviewed like the smallest phone and like the stock ringtone for it is like a gunshot, <laughs> which seems not the right thing. Uh, what would the ringtone be? I, there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Could you imagine getting checked in and someone calls? What would the ringtone be while you were getting strip searched and have to bend over and spread them? Would you hear John Fogarty singing, do, 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 looking for my back door? How does that song go? <laughs> I don't. I, I'm fairly <laughs> certain that's not the tune. <laughs> that is not the tune. <laughs> do, 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 looking out my back door. <laughs> you threw me off so you... badly with the do, 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 do. <laughs> Look at out my back door. And you, <laughs> and you wouldn't want that phone on vibrate lest your cellmate get the wrong idea. <laughs> okay, I know by now Josh is probably wanting to move away from the subject, but I just had to say something. Leia, there was an email last week from Troy about police explorers and you wondered what it was all about. I was in the Sheriff's Explorers in San Diego in the late 80s, early 90s. Law enforcement explorers are loosely part of scouting. Yeah. In San Diego, our affiliation started and stopped with the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Actually, uh, Ben's Den Leader. They would look for cell phones. What? <laughs> they were the cell phone in scouts. In the 80s. Those things were huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saved by the bell. That's <laughs> So uh, Ben's den leader is actually getting a on a wood badge training, which he's he says is a mix of advanced leadership training and life skills mixed in with li reliving life as a scout. It's like the crash course for scouting for adults that are doing... Um, that are becoming scoutmasters. Oh. It's like their like cram session for scouting. Oh, do they have to do trust falls? N no, it's not hazing. What a what about a ropes course? Maybe a ropes course. Ooh. I dig it. We had a thing called levitating at, at scout camp. Oh, is that where everybody put like a finger light no. as a feather, stiff as a board? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> the older scouts would wait for the younger scouts to fall asleep. Then they would pick up the younger scouts caught without waking them up and relocate them. That seems mean. Like, would you put them somewhere safe? One guy got put into a stream. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> was it like, was it a time, though, when the stream was not like very strong? Flash floods that year. No. <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is not a good example of scouting. Uh, it was bad example. They were. It was scouting. never that bad. It was never that bad. What, what's the worst place? That was the worst. Oh, okay. And like, how deep was the stream? Oh, like a couple inches. Okay. And it was not fast moving. But this is a more important for everybody question. that I know is like a couple inches will kill you if it's moving fast. No, no. no were there any that. endangered species of fish running through that stream? No. <laughs> Just. How do you know? <laughs> well, before we did the levitation, we had the the surveying, you know, the city surveyors come out. Okay, it was a, it was the first thing we did. 
It was a six-month process okay. to get all the paperwork in yes. line to do oh. the 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 county-sanctioned levitation, as it was called. Fantastic! This is mm. the kind of scouting I like to see. Yeah, we had all this of our permits. Yeah, there was, <laughs> was two first enforcement bureau representatives. But Weights have... and measures were there. We had to weigh the kid, of course, because yeah. <laughs> we had to check that the cot was was specced to be able to handle the weight and the water. Right. 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 So because mm-hmm. we were putting a side load on it. But what about the EPA? Um, we made sure that the child in question that was being limited mm-hmm. did not eat any beans that evening. So okay. emissions were low. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Checked off. Oh. So prepared. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was tough. We got a couple of merit badges out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw somebody. I had a filibuster. <laughs> I saw today in one of the neighborhood groups that a local kid was doing an Eagle Scout project. Mm-hmm. But the Eagle Scout project was running like a fundraiser at a Rubio's or something to raise money. <laughs> you don't like tacos. Which, as somebody who has set up these restaurant fundraisers, literally all you do is fill out a form. <laughs> and then you get a day It's like reserved. an online form, too. It's not even, like, paper anymore. And so then they give you the dates available, and then you select the date. <laughs> and then you just send out, like, flyers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then those people come in with you know, whatever the code is or a picture of the flyer. Nice. How was that an Eagle Scout project? It's not a good one. I could have gotten so many Eagle Scouts now. (laughs) I would be a quadruple Eagle Scout. It's it's more than that, of course. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I was under the impression that becoming an Eagle Scout should be the hardest badge that you would achieve it's usually giving back to society in some way it's not necessarily about difficulty although that usually plays a part in it right it's about project management planning it's about finding resources so you're fundraising in a sense you try and work off of donations and usually you're trying to give back to the community in some way so the most impressive eagle scout project i've ever seen Mm -hmm. is that there is a uh a park Mm -hmm. that preserves um, some adobe brick building, but as a part of it, there's like an aviary mm-hmm. and a trail that respects the Tongan people. Wow. And uh, and you can go into a Tongan hut. Okay. Right? And in on this property, there is a greenhouse that was built by the originators of the adobe house. Okay. And where is this? Uh, Santa Fe Springs, I think. What? It's like in the middle of an industrial park. They just kind of like preserved this area from being developed. This isn't the Pio Pico. No. Okay. So the Eagle Scout project was the restoration of this greenhouse. Whoa. Yes. That's legit. It's amazing. That's legit. And that greenhouse is gorgeous. Nicely done. Yeah. Whichever scout, well, multiple scouts. Usually everybody in the troop helps. There's a plaque on that building. Or your patrol helps, you know. That's how I know it was an Eagle Scout project. Or a platoon. I don't even remember what the, I don't remember. It's a troop, I think. No, the troop is the whole thing. Oh, But okay. usually you're in smaller groups. I don't gotcha. remember if that's a patrol or whatever. So okay. there we go. The point of the program 
What are we talking about? Oh, explorers, right. <laughs> Matt continues, is for young people to get exposed to law enforcement and decide if it is something they want to do. Mm-hmm. When you go by the book, we were supposed to do a lot of public service to earn ride-alongs with deputies. Okay. While on ride-alongs, we wore a uniform that looked very similar to the deputies. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem that safe. And carried a radio, handcuffs, flashlight, etc. Uh-huh. But the rules forbid us from handcuffing prisoners. We were supposed to be well, hands off. They're not prisoners at that point. Right. But while on the ride alongs, I got into a couple of foot pursuits. I got into some pretty big fights with suspects that resulted in injury to deputies and suspects. I called he, the, pers- the explorers <laughs> were hitting the cops. What is going on? I called a pursuit of motorcycle and did a pretty good job at that one, if I do say so. The radio, <laughs> I did the radio work on several felony stops and interviewed witnesses unsupervised at large incidents. Whoa. This really sounds like you went a little bit rogue police explorer. This tells me this this particular police station a little underfunded. Yes. <laughs> I was also in a crash with a deputy while we were in pursuit of a domestic violence suspect. Whoa. An elderly gentleman crossed our paths as an intersection and we T-boned him. Oh, my God. The man we hit came out of it fine and he told me about fighting in Morocco in World War II while I was sitting with him at the hospital. Oh, that's nice that you did that. You know, this this doesn't sound like a program for young people. I'm going to be really honest. It's the Explorer Vice Squad. <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is every mother's dream of having their son or daughter do. This is the... <laughs> the Police Explorers <laughs> Special Task Unit. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Uh, adjacent to that is Explorer Police Explorers SVU. SVU. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that's that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. While I did all this fun stuff, I put in hundreds of hours of public service as McGruff, the crime-fighting dog, at various events and neighborhood watch meetings, traffic control at parades, in station work answering the phones, looking up reports for people that needed copies and making copies, taking the patrol cars to the car wash so that the deputies did not have to do that as a part of their shift. Help the training officers put on classes and practice. For <laughs> I taught cops. Searches and felony stops. <laughs> okay, I, I want you to go back. There was a Are part in this sure? email. There was a part in this email where I almost said something and I didn't, and now I wish I had. Please go back to when he first started talking about the explorers and say again when this happened. The 80s and 90s. What Late part 80s. of any of the things that we just read would happen today? None. None. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I mean, some of it, sure. Some of it, sure. One of the more interesting being a part of a search for any remains that we could find <laughs> in the Explore Laguna Explore crime scene forensics. Where a serial killer had been operating. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I... You know what, San Diego? This is a troll. You you know what, San Diego? It makes sense that your insurance rates became unreasonable. (laughs) We got kids doing everything. That 
is intense. That is a lot. You were a cop. That's not police <laughs> explorers, okay? At that point, you were a law enforcement officer that they did not give a gun to. Yeah, it feels like you were uh, an under-equipped law enforcement <laughs> officer. You were like a British cop <laughs> they give in you America. Did they give you a stick and a whistle? Uh, let me go back and take a look. No, I, I believe he said that they received... Handcuffs. Radio, handcuffs, flashlight, etc., that could definitely mean, oh, et cetera. Yeah, a baton, right? Or maybe it was one of those big mag lights with like eight D-cell batteries in it or something. Okay. But, but also, what an honor to be a McGruff. The crime talk. <laughs> hey, kids, take a bite out of these drugs, I promise me. <laughs> Show and tell event. This is a display of drugs. Don't do this. <laughs> if you see any of these things laying around somewhere, don't smoke them. <laughs> or whatever it is, yeah. I I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind. Around this, this is a lot. This is a lot. I'm even a little taken aback by this. I I feel like you were actually given more responsibility than a first year cop out of the academy. I, I don't know, man. There's a lot. That's really impressive, though. I mean, he he racked up some serious hours of like that is experience. Yeah. I wonder if he wraps this up with like, and now I'm a retired cop. Like, <laughs> yes, I can't, I can't wait for how this ends. I first heard of Racy's while I was in the Explorers, and I st still remember I liked the look of their ICOM radios. Nice. Anyways, that is a small glimpse of the Explorers. That was, a, that was, a, that was not a glimpse. That was a deep dive. But like in the 80s and 90s, like I need a, a current day Explorer to tell us, you know, do they still do that now that we have the 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 nineties eighty early late nine late eighties early nineties you know what they did? What's now? Well, that glimpse of the explorers, Matt says, was what it was like when he was in, and his older brother is ten years young older. Mm -hmm. Ten years older, older, and did it as well. Mm -hmm. He said that it sounded like he had a lot more fun. Wow! So it's gotten it got better. But now we wonder if it had gotten worse. Right. Curious. Josh last week talked about the arms race of piñata attacks. He mentioned the aluminum baseball bat coming out. Well, it wasn't aluminum, but I did get a broadside shot yeah. to the head on the follow-through swing at a friend's birthday party with an old-fashioned wood bat. Yep. I was about 10 and can still feel it today when I think about it. Fortunately, I'm very hard-headed, and I was fine. <laughs> I I have to explain something to everyone about how many piñatas we've been around. <laughs> but I grew up around piñatas. Like, you think we've dealt with a lot of piñatas? No way. The, growing up, there was more piñatas in the parties I went to. Like, every weekend, it was a piñata. War zone, every week. Just... <laughs> And at what age did you start uh, trying to police the bat use? I, I don't know. I don't know. When, after, <laughs> after a couple concussions. After a couple of bodies. <laughs> after the body count started going up, I started really paying attention to the society I lived in. So, you know, what's really insane mm -hmm. is that you've been around a lot of piñatas. Mm -hmm. And then we have also together been around a lot of piñatas mm -hmm. because our friend Sarah Sarah. Sonia and Darren, mm -hmm. Darren, who is responsible for our intro music. That's right. 
uh, Sonia is Mexican mm-hmm. and they would throw so many parties a year. Uh-huh. And at almost every party, there was a piñata. Yep. But like adult piñata. Yeah. Filled with things like little liquor booze bottles and other other things, right? Right. Other things. <laughs> okay. Like like lollipops. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so <laughs> the, all of this happens. I make a piñata for Josh and not once does he tell me. Don't put wire in it. <laughs> Piñatas are not supposed to include steel gauge, like thick gauge wire. And who knew? I mean, I've seen some like resid- like structural pieces that people use chicken wire, but they don't like make an topiary out of it. <laughs> I made a Death Star piñata. Which was fantastic. But it was very Death Star looking. It was. And it was... And it Amazing. was, yeah, made of wire and duct tape. <laughs> it was impression. Like the Death Star, I had to find an exhaust port, fire two torpedoes into it. And all of this talk of trying to prevent bat injuries, you came out with a machete. Mm-hmm. Okay. The machete did nothing. It did not phase this thing. I Like, later, I... I was wondering what the wire was for. I think you used like electric fence wire or something. You found this. It was pretty thick gauge yes, wire. Thick gauge wire. Yeah. Like from where did you get it? Home Depot. <laughs> did happy thirtieth birthday, Josh? <laughs> when you were walking around like the Home Depot and like you inevitably asked somebody because you said you asked people like where things are. Did you, like, ask them, where's the wire I'm building a piñata? Why would I explain myself? Oh, my okay. okay. Good. I just need some wire. Right. Exactly. So, Matt continues, Josh, you also mentioned having walkie-talkies when you were a kid. Yes. And had the headset walkie-talkies. I'm just curious, were they made by GE? I had a pair that were black with silver highlights and had a big square blue PTT button, but you could also use Vox. Those were high end back then. They were on 49.845 megahertz, which was shared by cordless phones and later on baby monitors. Uh, I had the vintage GE Electric Turbo 1000 uh headsets i'm looking at them now only one side was actually like active and there was like a hole on the other end i believe man you could have been talking to babies is it is that what i had if you had kept them you could have been talking to so many babies (laughs) no maybe i didn't these don't look like what i had anyway they were similar (laughs) and they were always there wasn't like a ptt it was like only vox on the ones i had but anyway And now, here is the radio part of my email. Okay. I know it has been said many times before, but I believe it bears saying again that you can do a lot with, quote unquote, just a tech license. Sure. A club member asked me if I would be willing to help out with a local MCOM group that was going to be providing radio assistance for a marathon that was coming up. Mm -hmm. I said, sure. And he got me signed up. 
This group is not Racy's or Aries, but it is similar. I participated in the event and was assigned to a distant area where the repeater we were using was not doing so great with an HT. I decided while I was there that I would, I have an FTM 400 in my car. I need to figure out how to cross band really quick. Mm-hmm. It worked well, but my FTM 400 kept shutting itself down every hour. That was something I figured out after the race and took that setting off so that it wouldn't happen anymore. I enjoyed working the event and signed up to do more events. I would prepare two HTs with backup batteries. I looked at the band plan for Arizona and picked up UHF and VHF frequencies that was within the repeater portion and set those up on all my radios labeled as UHF crossband and VHF crossband for quick reference. Mm-hmm. The next event I worked was I was going to be well prepared. Good scout. It, <laughs> it was a 60 mile bike race and my FTM 400 stopped working halfway through. Oh, what happened this time? My car battery died. Oh, no. I learned two lessons this time. One, I need a battery box if I was going to keep doing this. And the other was I would need to set up a channel with the repeater input frequency we were using with the correct PL tone and keep it simplex. Mm -hmm. This was when I would transmit it to use the car radio, but my car radio wasn't being used in the other direction, so it used far less battery. Yes. So I ordered two 20-amp-hour LifePo batteries, switch, power pole outlet and a USB outlet and installed it in an ammo box. Cool. It was a lot of fun to make and I used it for 12 hours on the last event I worked and I still can't tell that it even got used. It is still maintaining the same voltage and I even played with my FT891 at 100 watts for an hour after and that is still going. That's awesome. So what is my point to what is my point to all this stuff about these events? I had a ton of fun doing them, learned a ton of stuff about how I am using my radios. And even though I have an extra, I have not needed anything more than a tech license. And it is the most fun I have had playing radio. Yeah. The text license really does give you the ability to get out and play radio in some fun ways. If you don't have a tech, don't if you have a tech don't feel it is holding you back there is also a training net here locally every monday night that is a very good resource so far since i have participated we have asked have had net control ask us to go portable immediately with our go setup wow the assignment was to get out in the field and check in giving account of all the windows you could see from your position then it was discussed what setup you used and why you thought it was good or bad and what you might change about it there have been nets on being net control how to use auto patch with discussions on why you would use it etc and many others if you're a tech my suggestion is to get involved with mcom and it will make you a better radio operator i concur with everything you said and yes i've probably said just a tech before in the past but i don't mean it like as a pejorative or anything you know what i've taken it to deep offense many times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's why you're forsaking radio and going to the amish community yes yeah i so because i want to use a legit butter churn yeah i mean of course i like things made out of wood and right yeah so i will say that there are there's a pretty decent amount of people in the ham community who 
don't necessarily like MCOM. Mm. And I'm not, I'm, by the way, I'm not saying this because I'm one of them. Not at all. You, everybody knows that's not true. I have so many videos on this topic. I don't know. It's not true. <clears throat> but like you're, that is not going to resonate with everybody. And I'm assuming some young hams are probably like, I don't really care about emergency communication, you know, at all. Um, so just, just be cognizant of that because it, you know, it's, it's, it's not a one, you know, we were just having, there was this huge Twitter discussion today. No, it is your this duty to and, get involved at MCOM. And there was just, there was just so many people going back and forth on like how people get started in ham radio and all this fun stuff. And it was, it was a really good discussion. Um, but you know, it was, there were people talking about emergency communication and all kinds of other stuff, which of course, yeah, that's a part of ham radio. But it's it's a there's no one path, right? It's so complex. There's so much you could do. There's so much that's happening that you you don't need to to recommend a person or strongly suggest someone go down one road. There's there's many different roads. And for some people, you know, HF is the way to go. That's kind of my thing. I think people know that too. But I love VHF UHF. And I think as as people that are experienced in the hobby, one of the best things we can do is just be supportive of all aspects of the hobby. The best we can, right? I say that a lot too. Yes. So I guess that's more my point. It's not to the emailer. It's more to everybody else. Like, yes, that path for you is amazing and I love it and keep doing that and have fun. It may not be for everybody and that's okay, but we just should support as much as we can to our best of our abilities. Absolutely. Matt signs off. Okay, sorry for the length of this email. I hope it was coherent. I was trying to condense as much as possible. 73 Matt K7YEG. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you, Matt. It wasn't your fault. It was all of us. All of us. The two of us. Yep. The all two of us. The all two of us. <laughs> well, I guess all three of us, including you, Matt. <laughs> you were part of it, but we were the biggest <laughs> offenders. No, I love the content. So yes. Fantastic. Thank you so much. The next email is titled Great Podcast. Well, oh, thank, thank you. you. And this is from Ed. We'll read this as though it came through Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Leia and Josh. Hope all is well. I find myself listening to your podcast more and more and wanted to share my experience with amateur radio. Great. Well, thank you for listening. I got into it at the end of 2020, just before I started classes to finish my degree after a long break. Since I'd be using benefits, active duty, I didn't want to fall into the mentality of not putting forth effort to learn difficult or boring material since I wasn't actually paying for it. So I prepared by learning something I assumed would be difficult or boring. Enter ham radio. <laughs> it didn't take long to earn tech license, and I enjoyed it since it really just took various realms of knowledge I already had but hadn't combined. Oh, okay. Shortly after, I earned my general and mainly Oh, should I be clicking the button? You're not pausing. Oh, me. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> One more time. Congratulations on both, Ed. And mainly spent time on the local repeaters and building antennas since my classes were taking up most of my time. I was due to finish my degree this past April and thought... It'd be kind of cool to finish my degree and earn my extra license at the same time. You know what? I, don't know. I, got, uh, I, got, I got an extra hour a night and evening. <laughs> the HRCC community is so ambitious. That's, I love it so much. It's true. Imbue the ambition. Mm -hmm. Both were completed successfully. We don't have a button for a degree. 
Congratulations. As it pertains to radio, I'm not a big talker, so I've decided to learn Morse code Good for and you. venture into the digital modes. At work, I've started to become known as the ham radio petty officer. It's effectively a meme at this point. <laughs> I'm an instructor training junior sailors in the nuclear community. Oh, so cool. It's a rigorous program with long hours. Checking in with them after weekends, I usually ask what they did during their time off. And often I hear them say they didn't do anything, which is good that they rested. But extended periods of nothing outside of work only adds to the mental stress. If they don't have any hobbies, I suggest ham radio. Usually I'm met with a hesitant resistance at the suggestion, <laughs> and I'll talk it up by making it sound like the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Pepper purposes, talk to the ISS, hands-on application of electrical theory concepts during our chat. 9% of the time, they come back with, petty officer, I looked into the hobby, it was so boring, I decided to try painting, or running, or photography, etc. And I really enjoyed it. Those individuals, you can usually see having a more positive outlook on the rest of their time, since they now have more than sleeping and working. I wonder if he's in the Navy. He, he said, junior sailors. So it's got to be... He went, he went to go get his degree in nuclear, mm. and now he's I think training. he pieced it together. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's what Cassie did. That Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good for her. That uh, Cassie is one of Josh's... Friends from high school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, that last 1% are the ones who looked into it and are genuinely interested. That's about the right percent. They come back with more questions about how to get their license or what radio to start off with. And I tell them what I can or where to find the answer. Nice. Usually I take the last two as wins. That's fantastic. That's, I mean. And good job the, looking out for the mental health. Oh, yes. Of the, of the yes. Good for you. Service members that you are training. Mm -hmm. And thank you and them for your service. For your service, indeed. Lastly, I wanted to say great podcast. Thank you. I can always abandon on laughing, learning, and nerdy references, regardless of the topic. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, today's hot Amish talk, apparently. <laughs> From two people who know nothing about the Amish, 100%, next to nothing. 100%. I just so want to learn. Anyone offended, we apologize right up front. <laughs> the, I just... But how would they know? Because they don't listen to podcasts. They might, they might have family members. It's a joke, are... Leah. It's a joke. Are listening okay all you mennonites don't tell the amish what we just said wow <laughs> again jokes jokes i'm kidding i think you're really undercutting the beauty of lancaster pennsylvania it's not like I'm lancaster sure california beautiful. oh no offense I'm lancaster already, uh, california <laughs> i'm already 10 points more in <laughs> Ed signs off 73 at KO4BJP. Well, thank you so much for your email. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, really kudos on your, uh, on All your the motivation things. and ambition. Yes. Well done. Nicely done. 
Oh, there's an add-on. Oh. Speaking of modes, Josh, I remember watching a previous live stream where you discussed FT8. You are also a Mac guy and were working FT8 on your Mac during the stream. Yes. I have a Yaesu FT818 with an SCU17 audio interface. Pretty right. sure you were using an even more capable ICOM. But do you know of any specific steps to take when trying to set up cat control with Yaesu radios on a Mac? I got to work it on my backup Windows PC, but it'd be much more convenient on the MacBook. Any suggestions are appreciated. So I, I also have an S, SCU-17 on my 891, and I don't know that I ever connected it to the Mac, but at the same time, the SCU-17, I believe, will give you cat control and audio. You will have two cables, and you may have to have a sound card, I believe, or uh, a Y cable for audio, because you're controlling all that with the SCU-17, so you could do a Y cable, but then, okay, I'm working through this in my head, so I apologize. You, you, The one USB cable that comes out of the SCU-17 should go into your Mac, and you should just be able to see it as a device, and by the way, for, for Mac users, you're going to have to do, um, you have to bring up the terminal, and you have to do an LS on forward slash dev forward slash tty underscore usb and then hit tab a couple of times and it should autofill i think that's right and if you hit enter when you plug in the usb cord when there's no other usb for the radio you should see something appear that's the port for the cat control you plug that in a wsjtx and it should just take it for audio though you are going to feed it into the radio into the computer so you you might want to have a secondary usb port when I was doing FT8, I was doing it on the iMac, which had discrete USB ports mm. and had an audio. So I could just plug a, a sound card in the back of it and do my sound that way. That's pretty much how I think. Well, no, because this is on, I, I use the uh, 7300, which is just one USB cable. So you, you'll have to play around with figuring out how to get the sound into your, your computer and then the cat control. The cat control is honestly probably the more difficult part of it. I don't know if that completely helped, but I hope that leads you in the right direction. It sounded really helpful. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Thank you. <laughs> hope that did help, Ed. Thank you so much for your email and the great ham radio question. The next email is titled Hams of Two Types, and this mm. is from Vince. Okay. HRCC team. Hey, admins, this one's for you, too. Mm. And VEs. Yeah, there we go. Everybody, okay, everybody's everyone. in on it now. Everyone, HRCC team. Also, the email correspondent. Everyone, pretty much the whole team. Yeah. This past Saturday, I had the opportunity to participate in the American Diabetes Association Tour de Cure bicycle event in Smithfield, Virginia. Okay. Known for its ham. Hmm. Oh, Smithfield. Yes, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> a member of the SAG support and gear and amateur radio support teams. Nice. This was the first in-person event since 2019. The last two years, participants did virtual rides on their own. The previous... On their Pelotons. Those are very expensive bikes for like not really great reasons. <laughs> <laughs> The previous six years, I have participated as a red rider, a cyclist with diabetes, okay. and have always carried an HT with me on the road. Oh, interesting. Very cool. Did you also get a BB gun? That's what I 
I really need to know. Wow. This and year, wear a bunny suit. I decided to take a break from writing and provided assistance instead. We had over 20 ham radio operators providing radio support at the command center and various rest stops. From my perspective, it was a successful operation with little to no issues major for the riders, thanks in part to the radio operators, SAG team, rest stop, and motorcycle marshal volunteers and members of the American Diabetes Association team, both paid and volunteer. That's fantastic. There's nothing I love to hear more Mm -hmm. than ham radio operators out there being heroes indeed vince casey six iss your call sign has iss in it that's pretty cool no direct connection to the international space station (laughs) though i did volunteer as a nasa docent prior to getting my novice license Okay. I would also like to be a NASA docent. That sounds fantastic. Layla, I would teach you some about things about you can space. Go on. <laughs> let me tell you about a vacation you can go on. Amish country. It's in Huntsville. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm listening. It's space related. You do things like an astronaut would do. Really? They're living off the grid, if you will. Okay. I'm into this. Right, right. Very experiential. Very experiential. Yes. It's called Space Camp. <gasps> yeah. I could go to Space Camp? I wonder if they do that for adults, actually. I'm not too old. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if they do I that mean, for adults. I mean, I'm pretty short, so. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll do that for adults. There's got to be like an adult Space Camp. Like that is not, why are they not doing that, by the way? Space Camp. Amazing. Oh, this is the camp you were like, we could go to Huntsville yes. and drop the kids off at yes. space camp and then go to Huntsville Ham Fest. Right. We're we're like right down the road from the museum. Is it is it an overnight camp or is it just a day camp? I think it's multiple nights. Oh yeah, they're not old enough for that. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well then All how right. about you just go? You just the, go to space camp. I go to space camp yeah, and I always go, go with the, you to Huntsville. No, you but, keep them with you. No, <laughs> that's same. You take them in the little zero G capsule that you go in and do the whole thing. Edison kind of already lives life at zero G. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Thank you so much, Vince, for the information on your service over at uh, the American Diabetes Association. Uh, I love the practical application, uh, you know, like races. They just got done from Baker. They just finished Baker to Vegas. It's a foot race. Literally, bake, they run from Baker to Las Vegas. Right. It's a it's a large police race. They say it's oh. the largest foot chase <laughs> <laughs> that you can participate in. And hams are huge to that whole thing because the, the, the cell phone signal has gotten much better between Baker and Vegas, but it's at least in the 90s early 2000s it was a complete dead zone but it still has tons of patchy areas and the signal's pretty weak and yeah they do it big like it's always a really big event for ham radio so you feel up with a strawberry milkshake over at the mad greek or i like date i go with the date milkshake personally and then you get your protein from the alien beef jerky Mm -hmm. well that's you take that on the run Oh, so you, you carve up, you carve up. That's yeah. right. You get that mm-hmm. heavy date shake in you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you, I, you know, I would throw the, the euro on top of that. 
for sure. D- and then miss. just jog. Full stomachs can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> with with a uh, with a pocket full of uh colon cleanser uh, alien beef jerky we gotta do an hrcc vegas trip why because it would be so fun what if they would let you operate is vegas still a thing i don't know exi- i don't the stratosphere what if we just hooked our tuners to the stratosphere <laughs> what if tuned you it tuned the stra- what if you tuned the fake paris tower the Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower, Tower if yes. you will. Uh, what if we tuned up the fake Statue of Liberty? Yes, yes. What if you tuned up the very real Excalibur uh-huh. spires? <gasps> With the wizard in it? <laughs> yes. What if you tuned up the wizard? <laughs> <laughs> He's already a little tuned up. He's got like lightning going on behind him. Excalibur, man. Not not the best. There's just so many tall places you could go, you know, mm-hmm. that are completely made of metal, though. Like, I don't I don't even know that stratosphere isn't sheathed in metal. I don't even know that the um the fake Eiffel Tower is just made of iron. Right. What? I don't I don't believe it is. I don't I don't know. Maybe it is. You really let me down here. OK. What if you could turn up the Trump Tower? That's when it looks like a box of cigarettes, right? Do you know that one of my best friends uh-huh. set a fire <laughs> in the Trump Tower? Not on, on purpose. Not on purpose. It's, so this is hot tip. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, the hottest of tips. <laughs> yeah. It is a hot yes. tip. Yes. Do not mm-hmm. leave a bag, those mylar bags of potato chips, on top of any stove any even you know even. I, I would go a step further dear podcast listener don't leave anything flammable on a stove <laughs> they woke up mm-hmm. had to be evacuated like the whole tower the whole, evacuated and then they had to pay a fine mm-hmm. i bet <laughs> that's ridiculous they i think when they evacuated they didn't realize they caused it so bad so uh hey hrcc trip to vegas i don't know i don't know maybe you're such a hater no i'm not there's like national parks there though i I mean i could look up the poda map for vegas go ahead like red rock and then there's the other one that everybody thinks is red rock because it's prettier than red rock the literal hotel the red rock it's, it's something canyons, I think. But I think those are actually two separate national parks. Wow. You could get two potas. Just, we can't do it in the summer. Okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Vince. Uh, I'm just going to stick to your connection to the ISS. You can't tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled, What Have I Gotten Into? Trouble. Wow, and this is from Austin. Hello. As always, it is a pleasure to be a part of this amazing hobby, and HRCC is a huge driving force behind it. Oh, well, thank you. That is nice. Since I last emailed in, a lot has happened, and I would like to share it since I have found myself helping to plan a huge event centered around my two biggest passions. Is it piñatas and ham radio? (laughs) That's... Uh, you could have probably tuned up the Death Star. <laughs> I probably could have tuned up the Death Star. 
but for Austin, it's amateur radio and aviation. I'm not sure if y'all heard about this down in California, but where I live in BC was cut off due to a huge flood that happened here last November. The unthinkable happened where my community was cut off from the rest of the world by land. Really? That's wild. Mm-hmm. I We had not heard of that. Well, I mean, we, Josh and I, maybe other Californians have heard. Luckily, our airport was unaffected and we were able to have supplies and people airlifted in and out. Wow. In fact, lots of other cities faced the same issues and were in the same boat, almost literally. It was definitely one of the scariest situations I have had to face in my life this far. How did we not hear about, well, I mean, I guess BC has quite a lot of water already. BC? What are you talking about? British Columbia. I think you just said California. He asked if we had heard about it in oh, California. Um, n- no. Yes? I hadn't. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hadn't. Yeah. Uh, I have been... I actually really love uh, the Vancouver, British Columbia area. Mm-hmm. I went there when I was like a teenager and I still have very fond memories. Uh, but I do remember there's obviously quite a lot of... Uh, water out there wetness <laughs> yes whether it be by ocean hot tip in las vegas is the old las vegas mormon fort state park look at that how many potas can you do in one trip to vegas um a considerable amount actually ha. there's ha. red rock canyon is a poda yeah baker to poda <laughs> a poda to poda Tule Springs, there's a pretty big amount of poda. Lake Madre Mountain BLM Wilderness Area. You could have a poda race. Who can activate the most podas in a day? That is a fantastic idea. Poda race. And you do it in Vegas? Yeah. The Vegas poda race? Yeah. That's actually not bad. Yeah, You've Vegas. turned me all the way back around on it. I have gone 360 degrees and moonwalked right into this idea. <laughs> but let me tell you about Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, no, please, no. Okay. Well, Vegas is really nice because then everybody can stay at their va- favorite casino. That's <laughs> right. Let's let's go to Vegas yes. as ham radio operators to do an event together and then just yeet off to other hotels. <laughs> don't stay together. I don't want to see you. I'll only talk to you on ham radio. But listen, we could actually stay at Tahiti Village that has a lazy river. So at the end of your hard poda day, you could just float your tears I re- away. I remember you. <laughs> I want to go to Vegas. Where should we stay? I only want to go somewhere that has a lazy river. And it's like the only place that has a lazy <laughs> river. So that was like, I've narrowed down my selection to one. But I think it's a part of a timeshare network. So That's people with timeshares might That's how they be get able you. to stay They get there you by lazy for, rivers. For, That's how they get you. I'm sold. No, you're <laughs> horrible. A horrible person. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. So Austin continues. From this natural disaster, an amazing group of people got together and created a formal group called BC Arrow. 
This group is dedicated to providing disaster relief support through emergency airlifts should this event happen again. Recently, I saw a post on an amateur radio Facebook page saying, I don't know anything about radio, but I need someone who does. Hmm. So I reached out and asked them what was up. They told me they were a volunteer organization that does exactly as I described above, and they need radio operators to help out with having a comms plan in place for if they are ever called upon. Thanks to my experience operating POTA and participating in various other MCOM groups, I said that I would be happy to help. Fast forward a couple of months until now, I attended our first formal meeting where they announced a huge joint operation with the Civil Air Patrol and DART down in Washington State. It's a huge airlift exercise called Operation Thunder Run. Wow. The premise is that a tsunami has hit the coast of the Pacific Northwest, cutting off the coast from the rest of the world and severing communications. In the past, this was only a U.S. exercise. This year, us Canadians were asked to join and shuttle supplies to the affected communities down in the USA. Since communications are down, amateur radio is going to be a huge part of this exercise for passing traffic, site reps, air traffic, sit, sit reps, reps. sorry. Uh, aircraft tracking, etc. Yeah. Myself and a fellow Canadian ham now get to come up with a comms plan to provide the services that they want for this event. Wow. I will be operating That's fascinating. a base with Winlink, VHF Voice, and HF Voice, as well as using my airband license to coordinate with pilots flying cargo. Wow. This is going to be huge. I feel like my years of practicing and experimenting with field communications is finally coming into play, and I am so excited. In fact, in preparation for this exercise, I'm sending this email over Winlink. Ah, nicely done. That sounds really fun, actually. You're going to be busy, though. This is a fantastic week for emails. People are out there doing good things yeah, in the community this is with cool. ham radio. This is great. Austin, this is the feather in a very large cap. Very large feather, very large cap. Well done. <laughs> Called it macaroni. Yep. That's <laughs> Also, off the top of my head, I can't remember who the amazing songwriter is, but whoever you are, keep it up. Ham will keep us alive. Spoof of love will keep us alive. <laughs> Had me cracking up. The Eagles are easily my favorite band, and that is the best cover of one of their songs to date. Truly, that is awesome. So here you go, and that's Nate. Nate. You're getting you're getting fan feedback in the email to you from the songs you, <laughs> songs you make. So congratulations, bud. Finally, here is a word of encouragement for other operators. Get out to your local swap meet, even if you don't have anything in mind you want to buy. Today, I went out to a swap meet with a few of my savings just to poke around, maybe pick up some odds and ends that I needed for some existing projects, which I did get. But with only $225, I walked out with an ICOM 880H. For $200 for my packet station and an HF CW QRP rig for $5. Whoa. A two meter mobile radio from the 70s that was in someone else's free pile. A PSK 32 transceiver kit from someone else's free pile. 
a free spare ICOM battery for one of my handhelds. Whoa. And the icing on the cake is that I won an Alinko DJ a DJ 500 handheld radio from a door prize. Wow, that's a pretty awesome. Wow. That is an awesome weekend, man. All in all, a great day at the swap meet. So get out there. Even if you have uh, even if you just dig through the free piles and mingle with some local operators that you have only talked to on the radio. Mm-hmm. You never know what you'll get and if you do it properly, it's way cheaper than buying new. That's awesome. That that is really amazing scores. I love the en- enthusiasm of that entire email. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Super positive. Having me feeling upbeat, Austin. Yeah. Nicely done, Austin. Anyway, this email is long, and I should let you guys carry on. I will get back to you guys after June 18th to tell you how Operation Thunder Run turned out. Yeah, please. That sounds great. I I can't wait. I want to hear how you dealt with the time crunch of it. Right. Because he's going to be fairly sought after with his his skills because he has the air license. Right. So he's like going to be doing. He's basically transposing communication between potentially and coordinating, doing a lot of coordination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear about a collaboration with the U.S. and Canada for what is a preparedness situation, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank you for telling us what's going on in B.C. Josh says he knew, but I don't think he did. No, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about that. Austin signs off 73, as always, from Canada, Austin VE7QH. What it really is, is it's a undercover front for a reserves transfer. <laughs> We're exchanging oil reserves and they're sending us sweet, sweet maple syrup. Nice. Out of the maple reserve. And there's a quote at the end. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Someone smart that I can't find on Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true thank you so much austin for all i think it was gary vaynerchuk but it had a lot more f words in it (laughs) the next email is titled spider-man walkie-talkies and qsl cards (laughs) and this is from chris this is obviously a reference to last week about how the most powerful walkie-talkies have spider-man on them Mm -hmm. leia and josh hope the both of you are doing well josh thanks for the qsl card what printing service do you use for your cards? Ah, I use Amanda, Amanda from Ham Nation. Everybody should be using Amanda from Ham Nation. Her prices cannot be beat. I don't know of an online QSL service that is as thorough as Amanda is and is as high quality and being as inexpensive as they are. It's fantastic. I... That's we'll put the sh- link in the show notes. Yes, but support Amanda because she does a ton of stuff with the ARRL. She she's like a producer she, and co-host on Ham Nation, mm-hmm. and she just she's out. She there. just took over like a district district coordinator role. Yeah, I mean, and then she's she's printed out QSL cards in a more affordable way than anyone else can. And, and I made in America. I will I will continue to say that there probably wouldn't be a continuation of ham nation on my channel if it was not for amanda 100 percent. there is no way i could do the coordination job that she does there she is, is fantastic no way. a powerhouse in ham she needs like uh awards upon awards yes she does for the things that she does mm-hmm. so yeah. she and jeff they're both they're both totally active in the community fantastic work hard so 
absolute kudos to them. So, Chris, uh, buy your cards from Amanda. Mm-hmm. Leia, there's a reason there's no Spider-Man GMRS walkie-talkies. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I've been using that recently. <laughs> I use it almost every day. When, when people talk to me about like, well, why can you just like buy a GMRS license, but you have to like take a test with ham radio. I used that on the Twitter post today, actually. I was like, <laughs> in quotes, I was like, with great power comes great responsibility. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Chris signs off. Love the podcast. It makes my Friday at work go fast. 73 Chris W9TSB. Gotta go fast. Thank you so much, Chris. But um, not not to take anything away from Josh, but uh, Fridays usually go fast, I feel like. <laughs> That's the fastest work day. The next email is titled follow up. Mm-hmm. And this is from Scott. Greetings, Josh and Leah. Just wanted to shoot over a quick email to clarify some things that have may have been unclear on my last email. Okay. First, Leia's interpretation of my idea for the Winlink pen pal system is correct. Mm-hmm. My thought was to contact hams in the area of my family to set something up ahead of time. Okay. I also am not an advocate of the buy now and learn when it's an emergency school of thought. Good for you. I guess my difficulty is with the mechanism to use something like that or set something like that up. It seems awkward to just start cold calling hams that live near them. I did notice that one of the ham clubs out there has their meetings on Zoom. So maybe I'll sit in on a couple of those and see if there are any prospects. That's a really good idea. Uh, if you don't remember, Scott had reached out talking about trying to find a way to contact his family in an emergency. Um, his family doesn't want to get ham licensed. So it's about right. relying on the surrounding community of hams mm-hmm. to act as a go-between in an emergency. Right. So I, I think I still, my answer was still the same it's still going to be the same answer uh reach out to hams in the area no no that's not at all said. no that's what you said no i might have said that but i've also said figure out which hams in the area mm. run rms gateways right those aren't and then just you said to contact hams. them those are hams that are the 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 location that all the hams that want to run winlink contact Mm. So they're like the most capable Winlink people. Right. So you contact those hams. You figure out what RMS gateways are in and around the community. And you can use Winlink to do this. You pull up the map, go to their location, and see which gateways are in and around their space. Those are the hams you contact. Sure. Because it's a call sign. But I think Scott had a really good idea if you could just create a network. Of... It exists. It is a map that has the call signs of the RMS gateway stations right. on it. You contact them. Fair but I'm, I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm just saying, like, that is still the answer. That is the best answer those Ham people are radio right pen now. Pals. You could then send each other delicious goods from where you're at. What are you talking about? Over That's what Winlink? I always do with pen pals. You always end up sending each other food. Over Winlink. No. Just download the food. <laughs> Just download it. You become friends mm-hmm. and then you start mailing each other things. That's, right. That's how that's it, how you know you're real friends. I, I am uh, taking nothing away from your, your other idea, which is to meet up with hams that are local 
in your area and working with them on getting them WinLink active, or hopefully they already are, and then you can, you know, have a, a backup with them too. Absolutely. You know, totally do that, but, you know. All right. So Josh mentioned the quote unquote top of the mitten when talking about the upper peninsula. The mitten is the lower peninsula and the upper peninsula, some call it the rabbit, is the north of that. See photo below for detail and my location. See, that's the mitten. That's the lower peninsula. This is the rabbit. See the ears right there. Mm -hmm. And then it's jumping over the mitten as Mm -hmm. rabbits do. (laughs) That is a roadkill looking rabbit. (laughs) That rabbit may have seen better days. Top of the mitten to you. But he is at the top of the rabbit. Top of the rabbit to you. Exactly. As for the half pint glass, I realize that you probably don't have access to the style. Yes, we do. The half pint glass? Yeah, absolutely. We get half pints. No, I mean for ham tactical. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I go to any English pub, I can get a pull of a half pint, whatever you want. Oh, that would be perfect for me because I really like tasting beers. That's. But I don't like finishing them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But here is a photo of one next to a regular pint glass to show what I meant. I see it. I love it. It's a baby pint. We don't disagree. Finally, I thought I'd send a photo of a storm we had in February that dropped 37 inches of snow. <laughs> Over a couple of days? That's ridiculous. Fortunately, the snow was very light and fluffy, so it was easy to deal with. It's the heavy, wet snows that can be a real problem. That does look like very pretty snow. I'm enjoying listening to the podcast at work, but I kind of list listening to them on the road where I got to listen to them all day. (laughs) Well, we miss you on the road too, Scott. Okay. There's some kind of backstory there. I don't understand. What? Why is he? He is now listening to them at work instead of while he's driving. Okay. Yes. That's a personal choice. Yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't drive as much as he used to. You're yeah. never going to get caught up on the podcast with that attitude. <laughs> Go return some blockbuster videos or something. Scott signs off. Okay. That's all for now. I'm sure I'll come up with some ham radio questions soon. Thanks. 73. Scott. W.U. 8H. Thank you so much, Scott. And I've learned quite a bit about geography now. Mm-hmm. Appreciate. Yes, thank you. The next email is titled Worked All States Spotting. And this is from Preston. Okay. Hello, all. Quick two part question for Josh Is Iowa one of those states considered difficult for worked all states? Can be. I've never looked into work all states awards much. But being ranked 42nd for population density, I could see mm-hmm. how Iowa would be one of the tough ones. Along those lines, is there a way to spot myself if I'm calling CQ specifically for work all states purposes? I realize a weekend trip to Iowa isn't exactly an exotic de-expedition, but <laughs> I may be headed out I'm there. I'm going on a de-expedition. <laughs> uh, not tropical. Actually, a little north of the equator. <laughs> But I may be headed out there this summer, and it would be nice to help some hams get those heartland states they may be missing. You, you know what you might you might want to look up what a rare grid is in Iowa and go activate there. Because if you can't, like, sure, yes, there's people that look for Iowa contacts. I think Iowa was in my logbook at least for a while uh, before I got worked all states. 
you could um yeah find a rare grid in iowa okay you can look that up i'm sure that exists it's probably yeah i I don't know you'd have to look it up but yeah people chase grids and then you can you could start mentioning to people that you'll be in this grid at this time i just don't know why people knock um like vacations to the heartland of the country because if you think about it Mm -hmm. there's different regions of the country obviously they all have their own personality yeah absolutely but there are few parts of america that have preserved like this um the american culture the way that the heartland has right because there's everything else moves like on the parentheses of the country if you will okay right east coast west coast Mm -hmm. where like there's lots of extremely big cities uh a a lot of people are working in um industries that require them to be global Mm -hmm. right whereas in the heartland of america you're kind of making the things that the country needs to run because there's space out there. You can have agriculture, you can have, you know, manufacturing, mining, getting resources, whatever. All of these getting things. resources. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Logging. In, in Catan. Plastics. If you think about Catan. Catan. You yes. want to have a, as many tiles in the heartland as possible. What? You want like for an the even distribution of resources. No, for the the resources. heartland is like where the wheat comes from. And uh, many other things, though. Like the sheep? Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah so Lots you, of things. You got to be distributed. got to diversify your tiles. Okay. Where are you going with this, man? I'm saying mm-hmm. I really enjoyed when we actually went to vacation in Minnesota. I and, did too. I had a good I, time. I actually refer to that. Did you, did that... you call... Would you call Minnesota the no, heartland? No. Okay. But I'm I'm saying it's a it's another part of the country that has that has preserved like the preserved. regional preserved. Amer- <laughs> yeah. The regional American. I don't know if you know this, but I'm pretty obsessed right now. <laughs> you're like- you're really <laughs> and you're like you know who's really preserved the natural character of the way we used to do things. Not even used to, but mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, at least a couple of decades, <laughs> at least a couple of decades of preservation. Just maybe two. I talk maybe about three. our Minnesota vacation all the time. Well, I do too. Yeah, it, I do too. I had a lot of fun. It was this, like, both familiar because we're American, but also very foreign because we didn't have anything like that in California. I always like going on business travel because of that aspect of it to be in the same country but in like what feels like almost i mean other than we speak the same language and use the same currency and everything kind of similar sure, uh, sure. but still uniquely different mm-hmm. a unique character of its own yeah no i i love i love going to areas that's like not a big city a lot yes i love that All right. Well, Preston signs off. Thanks for any advice that you may be able to give. Uh, Hope that advice was helpful for you, Preston. 73 from Preston, KM3DLY. Thank you, Preston. The next email is titled, Thanks, Branding Twofer and a T-Shirt Idea. Oh. And this is from Mike. 
Some random thoughts. First, thank you for creating, nurturing, and growing not only the HRCC community, but the hobby at large. Wow, thank you. It's like a it's like a very old oak tree that just suddenly needs a lot more water. It just, <laughs> like, it just needed water. Yeah. <laughs> For those of us without a local club, these connections bring the hobby to life. You've been a big part of my journey from Tech General in October. You've already sounded the horn on those. Oh, <laughs> too late. It's too quick on the, the button. Sorry. To Amateur Extra in April. Now is that oh, Okay. Did he say now toot? <laughs> yes. Good. Thank you for the toot, the toot <laughs> notification. <coughs> now tooting. A week after my 50th birthday. Oh, well, happy congratulations. Birthday to you. Next, have you ever considered rebranding this podcast as Ham Radio Culture Club? <laughs> it's a Do little... you really want to ham me? <laughs> Leave it leave it to Nathan. I am just a little prosciutto. <laughs> and then you want to be like a ham on? Is that <laughs> I will stop now. I will stop. Thank you. Just leave it to Nathan. Okay. 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 Yeah. Let the experts do what they well, do. Well, he's now we're gonna get a culture club. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a little more content descriptive of this podcast, and you wouldn't have to change the logo. Just a thought. Uh, Mike, we really want to change the logo. <laughs> Do you know how badly we want to change the logo? Tell me how change to change the logo. So bad. How? Here's what I want to do. I want to keep the name exactly the same <laughs> and change the logo. Could I do that? And by the way, everybody who is not on Apple Podcast gets the updated logo. It's wow. just Apple Podcasts, and I don't know how to track it Apple down. Apple Podcasts has locked us in to this horrendous logo. It was like the first, the first logo one. Yeah, it's ever made wild. that I made terribly, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. Which then, I think was like, I, I drew it on a whiteboard, and I took a picture of it, and I'm like, something like this. Yes. Go Fiverr. And then, <laughs> and then I kind of designed it, sent it over to a graphic designer, hoping they could make it better. Mm -hmm. Didn't. Mm -mm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I still like the concept of it. Like the concept of it sure. being the elements of a Yagi. I think it's just, you know, got to find somebody that can do it a little bit better. I like the new logo. Oh, I love the new logo. I don't, yeah, exactly. I'm not changing any of that stuff, but. Well, Mike continues. Would, uh. Would Josh consider releasing the audio from the YouTube videos as a podcast like back in the olden days? That would be the crash course, and this could continue as the Culture Club and HRCC twofer. I wouldn't want to lose the great show the two of you produce, but I miss the ham-heavy YouTube content, and I really don't have a chance to sit and watch. Most of my media consumption is audio podcasts in the car or while doing house or yard work on the move. That's not a bad idea. It, do you want to do it? Oh, I mean, no, not not me. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's 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 always been a question of time. It's mm. always a question of time. I I'm more busy at work than I've been. I thought I was going to be less busy. Nope, that does not how it works. When you get a promotion, uh, that was something I lied to myself about. <laughs> that is not true. But you are happier. Oh yeah, much happier. Yeah. Uh, here's here's what I would say, and and I know this is like this is kind of a dumb answer. Consider like getting like YouTube Premium or something, and just running the show on your phone. Ooh. You don't have to watch it; it's still on YouTube. 
Mm. If you're dead set on just listening, just listen. That's fine. Sure. It's still an hour long. You know, it's it's still going to be the thing. Mm. I I don't know a better answer than that other than so, can you em- can you win win link me time? Yeah. <laughs> can we figure out how to do that and tasty treats. Well, I mean, I understand because Mike says that most of his media consumption is audio podcasts in the car. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yard work. Understood, understood. Um, But I'll tell you what, uh, a lot of the time when I'm mucking around with stuff and I'm not really looking at stuff, I'll start a YouTube video and just turn my phone off and put it in my pocket. I'll just listen to it sometimes. All right, well, Mike continues. I know that's not completely the answer you're looking for, but that is the answer I have. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not a CW guy, mm-hmm. a future goal, maybe. Sure. Also not a musician, but mm-hmm. Josh's venture into CW ex- inspired some thoughts about a t-shirt idea with both. Okay. Listening to Josh talk about CW as having musical qualities, I started listening to CW in the car sometimes. That and your previous ideas about how, about being in the band got me thinking about CW operators as musicians, all in the band. Imagine an M cubed or MMM or maybe the MMM paddlers, minimalist, minimalist, monotone musicians, minimalist messaging musicians run with it. You'll have better ideas. There's this meme that I have like it. It is. It's one of one of my favorite memes. It's a group of all these people that are all holding their instruments and they're like in this big ensemble band. And the bottom of it says, hey, can I invite Dave? And then the other person says, sure, what instrument does he play? And the other guy says, the gun. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy in the picture just holding a gun randomly. (laughs) It is one of my favorite memes. And that is not a bad idea. I just don't know how to do it with CW because it's like, what does he play? He plays Morse code. He just holds a key. He's holding a key. I just hold a key. Yeah. Okay, that's work. Okay, let me, let me, I gotta make a quote. (laughs) I just hold a key. Cause that has, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The back could have bands and frequencies like tour locations with permitted license levels. This is definitely an in the band. A G A E. Mm hmm. It could be called the OG binary tour. The May, OG binary tour is good. I was I was thinking binary. Yep. May twenty fourth, eighteen forty four to forever, with the tour date starting with the first transmission of oh, Morse code and continuing indefinitely. Maybe a graphic with an alto clef with an antenna and ground symbols and the musical notation for CQ. See below, and there's a picture for the auto clef. Thank you for the illustration. Much appreciated. I okay, okay. Those are good notes. Yeah, those are a lot of good notes there. Other random related thoughts: always live, never in person. Call and respond. Always jazz. live. Always oh, live. Always live, never in person. <laughs> <laughs> They're smell the same. That's me. Okay. That's me. I just always, live. always live. Always live. Never in person. <laughs> Call and response jazz. Call and response jazz is these are some good ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dit da 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 dit da 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 is all I want to say to you. The police. 
do, 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 da, da, da. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Can you sing that one? <laughs> there is actually a song called da, 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 do, 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 do. da, da, da. That's another one. I've attached some sketches and notes that I made. That's just oh. The day I first had the idea. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Mike. I've attached some oh, uh, again, I'm not a Morse code guy, so if you make the shirt, would you award the one I would get for free to a listener who's either getting their start in Morse code or just hit a Morse milestone? That is so generous of you, Mike. Thank you so much. Mike signs off. Mike, KA4AMP, and he's a member of the ARRL. Oh, very Fantastic. good. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much, Mike. And uh, you really struck a chord with Josh. When I mean, you said member of the ARRL, you mean like just a, a subscribing member? Just says member ARRL. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Me too. Then <laughs> Not Leia, though. They keep sending the postcards to Leia. And I'm like, when you start actually saving some bands, we'll talk. What if I get you an ARRL membership and I subscribe you to On The Air magazine, Mm -mm. which is for uh, new hams getting started in ham radio? You don't put any more money in the ARRL's pocket until they start saving some bands and reducing some fees. Thank you very much. (laughs) Like, what what bands have we lost? We still have the Culture Club. (laughs) Morrissey's still out there playing. Yeah, but where are the Beatles? That was a funny TikTok I sent you, right? Where guy <laughs> everybody blames Yoko for breaking up the Beatles, but a dude shot a beetle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and where was the age elbow around that? <laughs> where did they save that band? Why did they save that band? We hold them to such high accountability. Also, color me bad. Where are they now? What about Millie Vanilli? Why didn't they step in and say, hey, guys, <laughs> just sing the songs. Play the instruments. What about the band by Saved by the Bell? That's... Oh. <laughs> what was the band? See, what I, was lo- the band? I love stumping you on Saved by no. the Bell trivia. It was, they, had, uh, they had Casey Kasem You're on that. Done. They had Casey Kasem on that. You don't even remember. Lethal Lisa. She became Lethal Lisa. She was on like the American Gladiators after the band. It was California Dreamin'. Step into. No, that was the that was the song. That was the song. That was the song. Right. Uh huh. Oh, you got uh, me. I did. Oh, you so got me. Good. Dang. Man. And Josh is a huge fan of the A double RL. So yeah. please don't take Zach Attack. Zach Attack. Oh no. Zach was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Zach was horrible. <laughs> oh, I man. just I just don't want to see the A double RL turn into the NRA of ham radio. Well, how do you stop Capitulate? That? I'm not saying they're close to that though. I know. You like the ARRL. I don't think they're close to that, though. Okay. Do you think they are? We're going to ruffle some feathers, apparently, with this answer, because you're looking at me like you're giving me that face. The Leia face. You know, it just bothers me that you can have membership in a national organization that is supposed to technically advocate on behalf of hams. Mm -hmm. And we have watched a lot of things happen 
(laughs) 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 Jesus, Leah. Okay. Okay. The next email is titled Ham Radio for Newbie Non-Techies. Newbie Non-Techies, yes. And this is from ka 7 WDW, and that's Walt Disney World. Yes. Mm. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Greetings, Leia and Josh. I hope you are both doing well and the boys are even better. The boys are They are always better than we are. (laughs) They're perpetually better off than we are. And that's our jobs. That's That's Leia's job, apparently. To make them better? No, no. I didn't say make. I didn't say anything about making them better. Better. I said stronger. they are better off yeah. than we are. I've been licensed. Except for- when they take the switch and go hide in their room until past oh, they lost midnight. It. That's done. They, That's done. They screwed up big time last big night. Time. Big time. Big time. Big. Big screw up. <laughs> it's bigly screw up. Yes. Huge. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. I've been licensed for a while, but never pursued the hobby. Oh, your podcast, videos, and live streams never worked. I'm just mm. kidding. No. I'm just kidding. I, it, okay. I'm joking. He says they have me fired up and ready to jump down the rabbit hole. Uh, again i'm telling you this twitter conversation was so deep that like all these little things came up right and i was thinking to myself while i was mostly getting tweeted at during this whole thing like i wasn't i was just the third party person that was added in this tweet fest that was happening so two people were tweeting each other it was ria and another storm ria and another tagged you in oh i was tagged before they got started like i was the first tag (laughs) and people started jumping in it was this it was there is i have no complaints about this it was a lively discussion it was really good but as i was like as i was hearing the things that were being said i was thinking to myself i'm like man i have been through like all of these things in different capacities in and around all the content i put out on youtube because i get the feedback from people Oh, I really like the short videos. Great. I put out short videos every week. I really don't like the live streams. They're not for me. I don't <laughs> want to watch. I don't want to watch 60 minutes of you blathering on because you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, you got to screw loose a little bit. Um, scatterbrained, I think is the term. Screw loose and scatterbrained are not the same thing. Are they not? Screw I feel like loose they, yeah. is like you're crazy. Scatterbrained can be appear crazy scatterbrained Mm -hmm. is that you're in you have your faculties Mm -hmm. but you're just not organized (laughs) so your your screws (laughs) are still tight yes but you maybe they could become loose no scatterbrained just like it's a first is your mind is disorganized is but not that there's something wrong with its structure (laughs) is is scatterbrained (laughs) like like a step before screw loose like could you end up could you go is it one small step no you could have a screw loose and be scatterbrained okay just completely disjointed but like it's the difference between like a mess on a desk 
and a desk that's about to collapse. <laughs> Interesting. Like, yeah. Okay, now now I have a visual to work on. No, but I, I I get all that right. I get all that feedback, and then like then we have the podcast, and people are like, well, you just you literally blather on for hours, and there's you know it's light ham radio content. It's like yeah, guys. I do everyone, a podcast with my wife. <laughs> everyone. It's not necessarily all for you. Like all the something content is for you. Something. Maybe all things could be for you. All things are made. Let's yes. just say that. They're all made. They're produced. And if it's not for you, that's okay. A buffet doesn't mean you have to eat every dish that's offered. I go to Chinese buffet. And you just eat the pizza. And I get the pizza. <laughs> get the pizza and the crab legs. That's what I do. That's my jam. And by pizza, I have to have at least one slice of pizza sure. in any buffet I go to just to see how bad it can truly be. Yes. And I'm always impressed. Always impressed. <laughs> no such thing as a bad pizza. Uh, so I, I, uh, the one thing I think your father respects about me is my love of, love of crab legs from a buffet. Because it is the only thing that recoups any cost. There's of, nothing more disappointing to my dad than that buffet the failure. Yeah, than like getting to rice, getting your money back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In a way, if it was cheaper just to buy the food than to pay for the buffet, I you got have the done pizza. something wrong. I got the pizza because I really wanted it, that one slice. But now I know I have to eat five crabs to recoup <laughs> the cost of that one piece. Of you should just, there's, <clears throat> there's no look you want from my dad less than the look he gave buffet my brother. disappointment. When he put rice on his plate. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> I know. It was it like was... Vegas. It was uh, it was the, the expensive buffet in Vegas that we went to. My dad has seen my brother's report cards, which arguably are terrible. <laughs> okay. And still never looked at him <laughs> like the moment he saw his plate with white rice on it. <laughs> it was a sad day. Uh, my dad's mission okay He's, which he always chooses to accept <laughs> he doesn't need a self-exploding tape yes. this is a, it's a mission he goes to find what he believes to be the most expensive items at a buffet i think i've seen that, and that guy is all he eats i think i've seen that guy polish off like three plates of prime rib Yes. And then like stone crab claws or prawns, the big jumbo prawns. Yes. Just or crab legs. murders them. That's just it. goes just nuts. And he will literally wait. He'll he stand there. He will not. No, he will. He will sit at the table mm -hmm. and wait until the high value stuff comes out again. <laughs> Because he's not going to play this buffet game where you have run out of the expensive item and out of boredom, you're going to fill up your stomach mm -mm. with low value nope, items. No, nope, not going to That's how happen. you lose at a buffet. No, that's <laughs> no pit boss is comping him at the buffet table that he bellies up to because he's only taking money out of the house. You just gotta you you gotta make the buffet regret its business model. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean, if it's Vegas, I get it. But like if it's like a mom and pop Korean barbecue, it's like you're getting a little excessive. At Korean barbecue, he makes sure to choose the most expensive cut of meat. I know. And don't ever order rice at Korean barbecue. Like what's his pan chan? Get out of here with that.
and like he will. <laughs> you want to serve me cabbage at a buffet and all you can eat Korean barbecue? I think once I ordered chicken, it was not good. <laughs> you almost got the look. At least it was still meat. Anyway, the the point of this is like it, it it's a lot of content. I work my ass off to make the content, and I appreciate it's not for everybody, and that's just how it has to be because everybody's different. We're all all unique individual snowflakes <laughs> and you, you won't like all the stuff and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that true story yeah plus also i like doing live streams in the podcast so that's part of the reason why they exist so there you go all right <laughs> well uh k7 wdw continues i have ordered two radios and a few antennas okay my fear is an absolute lack of technical hand skills is there any way you could produce a short video about crimping connections and soldering connections i know it's pretty fundamental stuff but i'm afraid to touch a radio or antennas and make it horrible incorrect able mistakes Hmm. thank you both for everything you do to further the hobby yeah why not all right. It looks like it's going on the list. Well, K7WDW signs I could, off. Yeah, I can do a bunch of connectors. and um, I mean, uh, generally, I'll, I'll give you a heads up. When you can crimp, like if the if the cable is a, is a large enough gauge that you can crimp it well enough, you're probably fine. You're, you're probably fine. There are some instances where, like, you get, like, a really tiny cable and you think you got a good crimp on it. And you're like, not really sure. Then, then you might want to throw some solder on it. But I, hey, I like the idea. Yeah, All right. Go for it. I'm down. Be well. Thank you for your non-judgmental response and assistance. KA7WDW. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a hot, a great, great time at Epcot. Are you going to say hat? Hat. I'm going to have a hat time <laughs> from Boston. <laughs> from Boston. I can't do a Boston accent. Yeah. Boston. Boston. There it is. Boston. Is it Boston? No, that's horrible. Mm. Nobody is excited no. about what I'm doing. No. You're going to have a hat no, time. No, no. You're going to have a hat time. You're like hat. very close to hat. rise at a buffet right now. Yeah. <laughs> Man. The next email is titled 40 meters. And this is from oh, Doug. Here we go. I built a 40 meter half wall dipole with the help of one of my Elmers the Saturday after upgrading to general. Mm-hmm. Well, can we, can we? Yep, there it is. Congrats on the general. Doug, I'm sure we already congratulated you on this, but still want to. Hey, yep, you tricked. You got us. It's not the first dipole build. I took it with me to Texas last week. Uh, made a contact with a gentleman back over in Arizona near Cottonwood. It helped a great deal that my Elmer helped me get in the SWR to 1.5 to 1 or less over a sizable portion on the general portion of the 40 meter band. The 12 gauge stranded house wire isn't terrible to deploy and take, but it would likely be easier with antenna wire that doesn't have the memory. Mm-hmm. I recorded a couple of videos on it. Nice. Before I became a ham, the same Elmer that helped with this and other antennas helped me build a dipole for the MERS channel 3 meant to be somewhat portable. I I really like this Elmer. This is the kind yeah. of Elmer we need. Do you, do you know why? You know why? Mm. So MERS is not ham radio. MERS, nice. is, MERS is multi-use radio service. It is a free service that that anybody can buy a radio for and use. I think Walmart uses MERS radios. 
I like an Elmer that is just down for radio. Uh, uh, somebody that like, you know, somebody comes to them and says, hey, help me out with an antenna. All the frequencies. No, just just like help me out with an antenna. Help me out with Even something. Even the illegal ones. Okay, well, <laughs> calm down. Let me let me finish my point here before you start sullying it with your. When 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 an Elmer goes like, hey, I you know, this isn't really what I'm about, but um, I'm down. Let's let's give it a shot. You know, I'll, I'll make it. Or maybe he's a Merce guy. I don't know. I don't know. But I like I like a, an Elmer that's like multifaceted. Multifaceted. That's I like that. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Doug says I have been having some great fun and learning a lot on HF. I can now activate HF on Poda and Soda. Fantastic. Fantastic. No, I say it. Whoa. <laughs> Jinx. Thank you so much, Doug. And that's K-I-7-L-I-K. Thank you. I was thinking California Dreaming was the song. It was a show. <laughs> You're still stuck Zach on Zack Attack. Attack. Uh, it's like, we'll be friends. We will be friends. Friends forever. Friends forever. Friends forever. Yes. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible that I couldn't remember that. Horrible. Ah, day two. Hey, want to remind everybody, Leia made a new shirt. It is the ham fest that is trademarked name with HRCC stuff on it in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so go check out hamtactical.com if you're interested. Uh, no, it's the Hamvention shirt, HRCC and Hamvention. We don't mention it on the shirt, though, because it is uh, trademarked, uh, like logo, brand, the whole thing. So we don't want to mess with that. We don't. We don't want to mess with the good thing they got going. So it's our own thing. We use the Skyline Chili Can instead. Because that's our own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Being from California. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, Leo, what's the next email? The next email is titled CW in the News. And this is from Fran. Dear Grand Poobahs of Ham Radio. Oh. In an effort to recognize ham radio in the non-ham world. Not kosher, but different. I saw an article on Morse code in this month's Hackspace magazine. Hackspace. That sounds like a cool mag. See attached cover photo. The article is several pages and has schematics for a practice oscillator. Cool. I know the hackerspace and ham radio have many nerdy intersections, but I thought you'd enjoy seeing ham is alive on other platforms. 73, Fran, KC3QGE. Thank you, Fran. That's uh, great news. Love and that. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and show Josh the cover here. Ooh. And Hackspace. Can it, can it be a hacker magazine and not have a Raspberry Pi on the uh, on the cover? The cover literally says 40 Raspberry Pi Pico projects. How to get the most out of your microcomputer. Mm-hmm. So right on the so cover, it says Morse code. Nice. And yes. then PCB design, laser cutting, lights, camera, robot. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fran. <laughs> Thank that you, Fran. That was very exciting. Ham radio is really taking the world by storm. All right. <laughs> the quiet With storm. <laughs> the quiet storm. <laughs> With Morse code. <laughs> the most romantic of noises. 
Could you make the sound for me? <laughs> this one's going out to my love. Da-da did it. Did da-da. Did it did it. Oh. Oh. I am sodden. <laughs> or soldered. So- oh. <laughs> There's a shirt for you. It's pronounced solder, solder. That's why there's an L. You know how many times I get that comment? If I even mention, if I have the audacity to mention solder in any of my vitters, vid, my vitters. <laughs> Your vitter, that's what you should call it. My vitters. <laughs> Welcome to the vitter. Time to solder. I get so many people, it's like, it's pronounced solder. Like, where's the L? Exactly. It's not. I've always wondered that. It's just, we don't do it. Have you ever had a mango lemon monk fruit turmeric drink? No. What is monk fruit? It's an Asian fruit, actually. The um, the first time I ever had it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. it was very common to make this drink out of a cube of like monk fruit preserve, mm-hmm. and it was a super sweet drink. I think I've given it to you before, and you haven't been that big a fan. Hmm. No, makes Do you want to try it? Uh, yeah, I was going to mix it with vodka mm, with your tumor-icky. fancy pressed juices that you have. Continue. Go go to the next it's email. It's turmeric <laughs> Oh, it is turmeric There's not a Ooh. lot of monk fruit in that. Yeah. No. That's... Ah. You know when you get that bite on the side of your cheeks? Like that's mm. what – it's bitey. Yeah, that might be the lemon. No, it's the turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The next email is titled Follow Up and Ham Question. And mm-hmm. this is from Wild Bill. All right. Hi Let's again, go. Josh and Leia. It's Wild Bill, the gunsmith again, mm. to help answer some questions from last week's email. <laughs> so the college I went to for gunsmithing is called Pine Tech and is a small school for machining, automotive, nursing, cybersecurity, and of course, gunsmithing. The program has since changed since I went, but you would go for your journeyman certificate and such, kind of like an electrician, I believe. You now go to get something called an ALS degree in the gunsmithing program now instead of certificates. Okay. That is a pretty cool school. Yeah, I imagine you have to have, as mentioned, some nurses around if you're going to do automotive, industrial, and gunsmithing. Mm. Probably smart. And cybersecurity. (laughs) Right, right, right. As for the CB radios, no, they were not required for the school, sadly. The current gunsmithing students, for some reason, just naturally had a lot of CB radios, and it kind of caught on, and a lot of the other students began getting some as well. Channel 22 sort of just became the class channel, and you could talk all around town, and was even used to help study at night at times. It became a fun tool and made some good memories with it. This is such a good idea mm-hmm. in every college campus with a ham radio club. Mm-hmm. Set your frequency. Have a call-in frequency. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, you should just all have do it that. on all the time. Mm-hmm. Have a simplex frequency that is just the talk about frequency. Yeah. Talk about the campus. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Look at look at this lid over here trying to kick a hacky sack. <laughs> look at all is, these muggles. Is, wait, do people still play hacky sack on campus? Is that a is that a thing? Sure. I was at the park with uh, of course the kids, uh-huh. and I saw the most heavily laden skateboarder I've ever seen. He was carrying 
And it's warm. We're we're in spring in Southern California. Mm-hmm. So it's that perfect weather where it's still comfortable to jog outside. Mm-hmm. But it's but you can't be wearing a ton of clothes. Right. 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 This skateboarder was literally wearing at least three layers of clothing. With like a jacket? Yes. Yikes. And had like a couple of bags on him, like a messenger bag and a backpack. It was crazy. It's probably full of 40s. <laughs> Going to the skate park. Hopefully that helped answer some of the things a little. Also, from my ham story, I too thought it was a bit extra and was like a movie when I tested it. But it makes for a great story and a great memory. Yeah. Now, since I have you two here, I have a ham question for y'all. Okay. I live in a two-story apartment and have no balcony or porch area to put up any antennas. Okay. So I was planning to go the portable HF antenna route and go to parks mm-hmm. and was deciding on either the Buddy Stick Pro mm-hmm. or the Chameleon Empaz 2.0 since I don't really have much of an option for the apartment. But I was curious about your guys' thoughts. Okay. Unless you have a good indoor option, thanks in advance. I mean, you can lose. This can, is the answer. You can lo- use a it's loop a, indoors. It's a wire out your window. Just throw it out. That's it's, that's Josh's answer every time. Yeah. I don't just, even need. Just throw ask. a wire out the yeah. window. Um, I, did, did he mention what his radio is? Did he say G90 or something like that? I don't remember in his last email. From last week, I believe that Wild Bill said he had an ICOM ID52A and uh, hopefully has already arrived a mm-hmm. Yesu 991A. Oh, okay. All right. So the 991A has a tuner built in. You can use either one of those antennas, the M-Pass or the Buddy Stick Pro. The Buddy Stick Pro is a non-tuner antenna meaning you will adjust it as you need to for whatever band you're operating on whereas the m pass you set it up and then you just you just hit the tune button for whatever band you're on and it'll sort it out uh if you get the full m pass kit then you will also get the extension mast you will get the whip that goes on the top you also get a bunch of wires in case you wanted to run it as like a dipole so it's a bit more capable in different situations the transformer yeah it's, it's kind of like a customizable antenna which a lot of people like um you may just want to run a wire antenna one day in a tree and that's going to be very effective in fact i believe that um the creator of chameleon antennas he says that one of the most effective ways to use that is in its wire configuration although most people want to use the vertical because it's really simple to set up the this antenna kit is basically you throw a spike in the ground Okay. And you put on the matching transformer, mm-hmm. and then you attach a telescopic whip or a vertical mast of some kind, a vertical um, vertical whip, I guess you could call it, but it's non-telescopic. It's like sectioned. And uh, they, they all work really well. I have gotten to the point where I've saturated the M-Pass doing Windlink, where it just got too hot, um, and that, that's a thing that happens with most transformer uh, antennas. <sighs> the downside of the Buddy Stick Pro not that there's many, is that you have to have, generally, you don't have to, but I do, run an elevated radial. That seems to make it the most effective. And it is a loaded coil, but it's center-loaded antenna. Some people prefer that. It performs better, generally. If it were me, hmm. Because I, I set up freestanding so often, and I live in California where the, raw, the, the ground is pretty hard, 
Um, I generally go with the, the Buddy Stick Pro. It just goes in my bag with me. It goes everywhere. It packs mm-hmm. down a bit smaller than the Empass does, particularly the extension, the extendable um, whip, if you will, the military mast, if you want to call it that. However, um, the telescopic whip with the Empass transformer and spike is an extremely lightweight option, really fast to set up. Um, so it really depends on what you want to do at the end of the day. So in a two-story apartment complex, mm-hmm. I don't know how many units you might have, mm-hmm. but would it be hard to ask the apartment complex if they'd be willing to let you put an antenna on the roof for, I don't know, uh, an emergency preparedness exercise? You could try that. Um, the other way is to just throw a wire into a tree. <laughs> That's like adjacent to the window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go outside and throw the wire into the tree and then throw the other end with a weight through your window mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then just hoist that sucker up. Hoist it. Or I guess you don't have to throw it through the window. You could also just lower a, wi- a piece of line down <laughs> from your window. But what the fu- what's the fun in that? And then tie a sheet bend and, pull- and hoist the uh, the wire up. Sure. That'd be something fun. That might It might be noticeable, though. Yeah. That's when you take it down. Right. Yeah. But until they tell you to take it down, you're just exploring your options. That's true. Mm -hmm. What's the worst they can do? Tell you to take it down. Yeah. Yep. Wild Bill continues, if you are curious about anything else, let me know and I'll do my best to answer questions, including about my firearms. My current job, I specialize in AK style rifles and builds from Romania and Poland. For now, I'll say 73s, and I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts. I built up a Rami G from a flat. He knows exactly what I just said. Excellent. Wild Bill, I hope that Josh answers your question and that you know what he's talking about. Yep. (laughs) And Wild Bill signs off, KF0ILA. Thank you so much. The next email is, (laughs) is from Doug. Uh, different Doug than before. Okay. Different Doug. Hello, different Doug. <laughs> and the title is A Little Ham with My Miracle Whip. <laughs> mm, delicious. Doug says, hello to the Nass family, founders of the best ham radio adjacent podcast ever created. Wow. Thank you. I think by. Small pond. Small pond, but hey. But we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I was probably 14, 15 years old before I figured out that when some people said mayo, they were not always referring to Miracle Whip. This is, I think I said it last week, this is very much like the soda versus Coke versus pop of of our country. Like there are pockets, yeah, scary pockets <laughs> of this country that only eat Miracle Whip. <laughs> and they call it dressing apparently. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm just kidding. Continue. I don't ever remember a jar of mayo in our refrigerator growing up. And now, as an adult, I keep both. And yes, the jars of Miracle Whip said salad dressing. (laughs) But they have since removed the word salad, and now it's a tangy dressing. So you could dress anything, not just salad. Yourself. So, (laughs) okay. So hear me out. Okay. Remember, what was it? Frost yourself with some like line where you put diamonds and whip yourself. So whip yourself. what if yeah. Miracle Whip is just a salad dressing concentrate? What do you mix it with to 
more oil, more vinegar. Isn't it just loaded with oil? Didn't we find that out that that's one of the key differences is that there's more oil in Miracle Whip? Water. Mix it with water. Gross. Mix it it with juice. What kind? Lemon. I wonder if you took, you know that like, um, that citrus Japanese dressing that we like? Carrot juice. Ginger juice. You know what I'm talking about? That that dressing? ginger juice. Mix it with a little bit of the Miracle Whip. That might actually be good. Shake yeah, it up a little how bit. do you know it's not that? Could oh, be. Oh, see? I would assume that if it was it's Japanese, it would be yeah. And if anybody hasn't tried Kewpie... Yes, Kewpie is the Maggie of Mayo from Asia. Uh, yeah, Kewpie... If if I have Kewpie, I am not forgetting to put mayo on my sandwich. Kewpie's good. <laughs> yeah. Kewpie's like legit good. It's it's more towards the mayo. It's It's a mayonnaise. It's not a... Miracle Whip. Yeah, but like if you have ever had um, anything Japanese like takoyaki that has a mayo that's like squirted mm-hmm. on top of it, mm-hmm. that is Kewpie most But likely. Vietnamese sandwiches usually use mayo. Yes. yes. Yeah. If, um, if they put mayo in at all. Typically the sauce of choice is actually... Uh, Pate. Uh, yes. <laughs> Close. Good. Mm-hmm. Getting you. closer. Thanks. One day they'll understand you when you go to hey, order your Vietnamese sandwich. I like that one. <laughs> that says five. You don't get a number one? I, I just picked a number. I don't oh, okay. I don't remember what Lee's sandwich's menu is. Our Lee sandwich used to have Our Lee's sandwich? Our, our... Our Lee Ermy from Mail Call? <laughs> the drill sergeant from Platoon? The local... Hey there, Private! <laughs> You want a bun me tonight? You literally, that sounded more like, okay, you, what you're trying to say uh-huh. is a cold meat sandwich. You want that cold meat sandwich, bro? But what you just said yeah. made it sound like a human meat sandwich. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just... that's, that makes sense. Checks out. <laughs> that's the type of combination I'm looking for. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You said it's Harley's Sandwich. Uh, our local Lee Sandwich place, which is a chain of mm-hmm. Vietnamese sandwich yeah. uh, shops out here. They used to make a, There's like, a shirt. rogue. Harley's Bun Me Sandwich. <laughs> and then it's, it's human meat. It's a human meat combination sandwich. There is a first idea right there. That just made itself. I don't even know what to do about that one. Uh, so they had like a rogue menu because with the franchise, uh-huh. you ha- you're supposed to use exactly what they provide you. Okay, you can't go off like adding things to the menu. Can't be adding nilly. human meat to the combination like... sandwich. And you could either make it go red yes. or go green. Go red was the jam. Go red. <laughs> was so spicy <laughs> it was so spicy that was and and some places would like scorn you for asking because they were not allowed oh let's go green the local one's not allowed either let's go green i think you add a lot of vegetables <laughs> that's oh. like lots of lettuce maybe avocado say. or something what it's <laughs> yeah. crazy Okay. It's not like they didn't have avocados, keep in mind, because there is a delicious Vietnamese avocado shake. It's an avocado milkshake, and yes. it's actually very good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Now for some tower talk. <laughs> Leia. <laughs> okay. You should let Josh put the tower up. 
<laughs> so those pesky government drones, or as some people like to call them, birds, will have a perch to dry dock where they won't be able to recharge like they do on power lines. Every time I transmit, that though, they charge. <laughs> that was a joke. That's... I know, but birds aren't real. Josh, I'm pretty sure when Leia said to put the tower up in Big Bear and work remote, it was a green light for more radios, a complete new remote station for your dad's place. It's so expensive. See, the problem Flex is... Flex is so expensive. Okay, here's the other problem. I know I said that, and I know... <laughs> and now I'm backpedaling. There's... I... I said that knowing that Josh probably wouldn't agree to that because Josh's dad is the least, like, tech-capable person. He's pretty bad. And so I feel like if anything went wrong technology-wise anywhere in the house, if Josh had a ham radio set up Oh, it would be the ham radio's fault. Yeah, it's like my cable's not working. It's the ham radio. Power went out. It's the ham radio. I can't get on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get really expensive, yeah. though, because I'm going to have to have like network capable, like power switches. Mm. Like it, it would have to be a fully autonomous, like radio setup. So it's way <coughs> beyond the price of just a flex radio. He gets another computer virus. It's the ham radio. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you, why'd you transmit a virus to me? Why? Why'd you do it? So I understand that there's a lot of hurdles for Josh, but um, I, I gave him away. It's the only plausible way because our house is not a plausible option. I I swear, guys, believe me. I would. I've already thought about this. I have explored this option before. John even contacted me about this tower. Your other option is solving in the gully. (laughs) No, which is also saturated with trees. There's nowhere to put it. Yeah, but they could fell some trees. That's not a big deal. Oh, what? They're not going to do that for me. (laughs) They would do anything. Rob the deer of their precious shade. Oh, that's true. Not a chance. Not on the flat, for sure. The deer flat. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Not going on the deer flat. Your mom's out there. I can't believe he wanted me to take away your habitat. I love you too much. Yeah. So, Doug continues. Now, Mm -hmm. for a Miracle Whip flavor bomb. Start with a hamburger cooked on the grill with sweet baby Ray's original barbecue sauce. Put a fair amount of Miracle Whip on the bun and add a garden fresh tomato. Perfect for a summer night. Hold on. Is it possible that Miracle Whip on a tomato sandwich is more delicious than a mayo tomato sandwich? It might be. You'd have to tell me. You're the tomato sandwich connoisseur. That is my favorite thing in the summer. Mm -hmm. And... Now I'm wondering. <laughs> Could be. What is the smallest thing of Miracle Whip? I pretty can small. Buy? You can buy pretty small, like a. You might even be able to buy little packets. Oh. Yeah. But how many would I have to buy? A gross. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> <That's>... <clears throat> I'm trying to buy a small tester quantity. Right. Well, you just throw the rest of them at people. <laughs> You've been whipped. You whip yourself. We could just, you know what? Every time somebody orders a coffee, we could just throw in some Miracle Whip packets. They're flying off the shelves, folks. Once we added the Miracle Whip, it really brought something extra. 
people are really confused. Is this supposed to be the creamer? Oh, <laughs> no. no. Coffee was good. Uh, <laughs> and I mixed the miracle with it. It's not. That's the wrong thing to dress. <laughs> that's the wrong type of dressing, folks. Did you see what I did there? Some Miracle Whip, a little ham, and some more Miracle Whip, just like a good sandwich should be. Ugh. Doug loves Miracle Whip. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people out there that are ride or die Miracle Whip. I get it. And now for a merch idea. Mm -hmm. A pic of the email correspondence tower with the text, sing it, Leia. We are the ham maniacs. No. <laughs> you know what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> If we make one, you'll get it. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to figure out how to draw a ripoff of the of the three siblings. What is it? Uh, Rocco, something, and Dot. Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. Yeah, okay. There you go. What'd you call him? Rocco? <laughs> hey, Dot. What are we doing today? <laughs> because Rocco, modern life. Oh, yeah. It was a wallaby. What a cute wallaby. Rocco's Modern Life was a good cartoon. It was pretty good. Yeah. I know Josh just shot it down, but hey, maybe Nathan can work on a cover of the theme song. I wouldn't put it past him. But I don't know. Nathan, did you grow up with Animaniacs? You tell us. Anyway, thanks for everything you two do for the hobby and all the hours of entertainment while operating heavy machinery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kilo nine making tasty queso, Doug. <laughs> I do like queso. Queso's fantastic. Yeah. I saw a crazy recipe for it, though. Mm -hmm. Somebody was like... a miracle whip in it. <laughs> They were melting cheese slices. <laughs> I was like, why? What? Why did you need to use slices? <laughs> like of American cheese? No, there was like pepper jack. <laughs> oh, no. That's not the right cheese either. No, there are two different kinds of cheese. Okay. I think the other one might have been white American slices. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. For a fantastic email. The next email is titled The Ham Power Couple. Wow. And that's from David. Hello, Leia and that radio guy. I hope Josh got his new tower. You got your margarita machine and a new purse. I did get a new purse. Mm -hmm. And Josh did not get margaritas mm -mm. today. Nope. Though we did do the Cinco de Mayo Mexican food day. Tacos. Tacos, refried beans, mm -hmm. Mexican rice. The American holiday, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> well, it's it's not like I put on a sombrero and made a joke out of it. <laughs> like I understand. Yeah, no, we didn't. You know, I actually wanted to teach the kids about it, um, the significance of the day, because it's not Mexican Independence Day. It's uh, the winning of a specific battle. It's a day that Corona decided to mark it. No. Y yes, that's the reason why it's so prominent. What does Fast and Furious have to do with this? Well, I mean, it's <laughs> about family. It starts and ends with family. So, uh, anyway, I couldn't remember the significance. 
And then I was too busy making the food. Oh, (laughs) Oh, well. But when I I was talking to you, you were like, did you get stuff to make margaritas? And I'm like, no, no, I didn't. Oh, well, it's okay. (laughs) So instead, we're drinking pressed juice. That's... Mm-hmm. It's good. Well, David continues, I was fortunate to have a 30-foot tower attached to our house already. Ooh. If only it stopped raining in Iowa so we can get the antennas up. Putting a J-pole on the top for 2 meters, 70 centimeters, and an MFJ octopus off the side for HF. I've been itching so bad to get my 991A out. I picked up a G5 RV antenna so I could utilize the 100-watt capabilities. Cool. Given the windy weather, I brought the G5 RV down so the branch was dangling uh, the branch it was dangling from didn't break mm-hmm. i did recently get the setting all squared away to run wsjtx on the g90 talk about making crazy contacts to italy and france on 20 watts yeah wow very nice I really just enjoy listening to your podcast on my way to work at 5 a.m. It makes that 35-minute drive in the morning less boring, so I don't fall asleep. Good. And this is For a good, safety's sake. This is a good time to, to say, everybody wake up. <laughs> Hands on the steering wheel. Yes. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing you got your general, Leia. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a while. <laughs> It's taken him a while to consume the podcast. I'm st- 35 minutes of time ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm studying for amateur extra. And man, that's a huge test. It's definitely. That's, mm-hmm. it is. I don't even know how far out. I thought maybe I'd do a license a year. That is not happening right now. <laughs> a license a year. <laughs> Keep that studying going. And if we could get some six-hour podcasts, that'd be great. Mm, no probably probably not in your future i'm kidding they're great no matter what the length keep it up 73 dope dope it's a dope is it a d-e d-o-h dope uh kc zero n-r-d that's that's a very good call sign I, under, I understand that it actually spells something significant for him. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't know that, it would just be a call sign that ended in nerd, which I really like. Or nard. I want to stick with nerd. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled New England and Solder. Oh, here we go. What? Talking about solder. 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 So- solder. Solder. <laughs> I'm still, I'm actually just still stuck on how David hit Italy and France on 20 watts. Sure. No, you can do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you again, David. <laughs> Thank you, David. Uh, New England and Solder. Mm-hmm. And this is from Nate, the volunteer podcast oh, co producer, Nate. Hey there, Nate. Dear radio talkers. That is us. Mm, okay. Uh, this week, I would like to briefly talk about the New England CUSO party, ah. which starts Saturday the 7th at uh, 2000Z to 0500Z. I've never seen time described like that. Zulu. Zulu time. 
Okay. Sunday, then from 1300 Zulu to 2400 Zulu. Is that how you would say it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if well. you think of like, have you heard of Greenwich Mean Time? <laughs> no. Okay. So it so sound nice. There is a, the, the international dateline, right? Mm-hmm. Or zero. The, the time of zero, where there is no time shift. That is Zulu time. UTC time. <laughs> UT, UTC zero? Zero. Right. All right. If people need New England states for worked all states, come and get a bunch then. All info at uh, neqp.org, and I'll put that link in the show notes. Last year, I got first place single operator low power for my county. After looking at the results from last year, I now realize that only two people operated in that category (laughs) for my county last year. And you... Yeah, and you kick their butts. <laughs> yeah, take that, other dude. <laughs> or <gal>. Other dudes. <laughs> I being one of them. Well, first out of two, but is still first. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I agree. Those are always fun because, again, the exchange is not too difficult. It's kind of mm. nice to do. It's kind of nice to be a part of the CUSO party in the area you live. I think mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. And if you're uh, in that area, you're chasing the counties that mm. that it's generally in, which is kind of fun, too. This was actually my first HF contest to participate in other than the Last Man Standing special event. Oh, cool. In preparation for all of this, I purchased the N3FJP complete package, which I believe is well worth the amount it cost. One-time purchase of over 100 possible programs. Yep. The update's free of charge, no-brainer. I'm sure it will work well this weekend. I've confirmed that I can cat control my 7300 with the New England QSO party program. Excellent. Okay, so the N3FJP mm-hmm. package is a package of apps? Yeah, it's a, it's a logger. Um, so N3FJP, <sighs> that's obviously a person's name. Okay. Or, sorry, person's call, a call sign. call sign. And he... It's actually a family affair, I believe. He and his wife um, run the uh, run the whole thing. I'm trying to look up the price for it right now. It's fifty nine ninety nine for the package. So every logger is basically included. So every contest, every event, they have a, a, a discrete logger that you download and run, which okay. makes it nice because it's it's always just a specific application that does a very specific job. Hmm. Which makes it simple. You just download whatever the thing is that you're doing that weekend, load your key, your serial, your key on it, and you're good to go. Fantastic. Nate continues, something else that I'm getting into is acquiring soldering equipment. My pretty Fisher-Price style soldering iron should come the day this podcast comes out. The Hako. Yellow and blue makes me think that I'm playing with a toy. A very hot toy. Yeah. In the past, I hesitated to get into any kits that involved any soldering, but I believe (laughs) that I will be able to accomplish these kits now. Okay. Josh, do you have any suggestions for kits to start with when first starting with a a soldering Soldering. kit (laughs) building? Uh, Cricket. Yeah. Four States QRP Cricket. And just about any kit that you find interesting at um, QRP Guys. And you oh. know pretty fast if it's going to be complex or not. Four states QRP. How can you tell? Lots more parts, generally. 
Okay. And tight, like lots of parts very close together usually gives you a pretty good idea that it's more complicated. So you want something very spread apart with just like th three or four things to attach. I mean, you generally don't have to do more than three or four <laughs> things, but the Cricut kit is, is that. The Cricut kit is, is quite nice. Okay. Yeah. Nate says, Josh lists some stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. I did, yes. Leia laughs at above sentence. Check. <laughs> Josh, I seem to have at the corner of my mind, you ordered a version of the true SDX from the DL2 MAN approved supplier from China. Yes. Is it on the slow boat from China or have you received it? I have it. Would you suggest someone assemble it as a kit or just go with the pre-assembled ones? It depends on your prowess in soldering. What level of difficulty would you say? It's a beginner, low, intermediate? intermediate, low, intermediate, low, intermediate is what I would say. And so what, what makes somebody intermediate? They've successfully completed two to three build kits. An intermediate to me is someone that can generally follow not great instructions because the DL2MAN kits generally don't have very detailed instructions because they don't really need it, to be honest. You can watch my video. You should probably go watch DL2MAN's video as well on the uh, build and construction. And the ability to desolder well without damaging the board usually implies someone is intermediate to me. Desolder. So if you screw up, which you will do a lot of screwing up, you will get over really fast how to take a part off correctly mm -hmm. without damaging the board. Okay. There is a couple, there are two desoldered SMD parts, which again are surface mount components mm -hmm. that you do have to take off of the screen when you're installing it. And then you have to route a jumper wire for power. So that is a bit fiddly. It's pretty tight quarters on that screen. It's a very, very small screen. That is the most difficult part. And if you don't, really want to wind a lot of toroids. The DL2MAN kit is probably not for you. There are 13 toroids you have to wind, mm. which generally kind of scares people off. Okay. Nate says, you mentioned it in the newsletter. If this goes into being answered in a part two of your video on True SDX, I will wait for that lovely video then. I will have a video. And in fact, I'm, I've already started with some of it and I need to shoot a lot more of it like tomorrow and this weekend. Actually, I got to wrap it up this weekend so I can get it out next weekend or sorry, next week. It's so, so I have, I, I got to back up here just so that everybody's on the same page. If you want, if you're interested at all in a, in a pre-assembled one or a kit version of this, please go to the DL2MAN website and you can just Google that and then go to the where to buy page. Only buy, only buy a kit or a pre-assembled radio that is off of that page. Why? Because DL2MAN has built the radio okay. that is being provided by those, those kit builders. Mm-hmm. And has tested it and verifies that it meets his um, his Creative Commons license. Okay. So the whole radio is under Creative Commons, meaning right. anyone can produce a kit for it. They just can't change his design in any way. Okay. That's part of the, the, the agreement. So something with the Row Waves kit didn't come out the same. Mm. And that's why a lot of people are having problems with that kit. Mm. And I'll talk about that in the part two video. But if you want one now, if you just want spoiler alert on what 
what to do, buy through wherever he recommends. I would venture to guess, and I'm hoping, mm. that uh, DL2MAN also has an AliExpress affiliate code. I don't know. Good question. Because he should get like something out of... I, I don't know that he does. And um, to be honest, the... The the Row Waves kit is not AliExpress. It's oh. it's like a Scandinavian country or something. I don't I think it might be Romania. Oh. But are the other ones on AliExpress? I think one or two of them are. Mm. I could pull it up and look, mm -hmm. but I think that's probably good enough. Just seriously, just just buy from his where to buy page. Excellent. Nate continues. By the way, everyone should support the channel if you can by way of Patreon. Wow, Nate, thank you. Oh. <laughs> You get this lovely newsletter at the beginning of each month. It's actually supposed to be at the end. It is always before the end of the month. That is the only <laughs> guarantee I make. And I didn't make it home in time to edit this one. Shush. <laughs> this last one. Be so. quiet. So uh, I'm not taking any editing credit on this. I was just going to blame you for everything if there was any problems. Like, Man, she really dropped the ball on this one, right, guys? I did drop the ball. <laughs> It drop the it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it usually arrives between 12.58 a.m. and 2.56 a.m. my time. <laughs> yeah, that, that's about right. No, uh, 11. That's... <laughs> 11.58 p.m. My time. <laughs> they always... That... Come on. Basically, you can wake up to a newsletter at the beginning of each month. Also, you get an early release of some of Josh's videos, which is helpful. All of them except the live streams. To feel like you're a, you're in the little club. I read that. The as, little club. As, I read that as you're in the little cub at first. I, I probably need to put my glasses back on. But I was like, that is some Tauntaun stuff right there. I, I have, uh, I, I generally drop my slides for any slides that I make for live streams to Patreon. And I have modified the Brew Crew um, level. They were called the Brew Crew. Okay. Now they are the Home Brew Crew. Oh. And uh, that level and any higher level get access to the full list of all the antennas I've tested. The ranking oh, scores. Oh, nice. Yep. Antenna rank. <laughs> you give them like little stars, like in general. No, DBs. It's it's totally based <laughs> off of their their signal received at at home. You get some put some medals on them, you know. <laughs> pin a pin a purple something on it. Because <laughs> it got wounded in battle. What do you mean? Yeah, like maybe maybe some antennas like were used during the war you know <laughs> i haven't tested any of those though <laughs> well then i'd consider it if i got like a surplus <laughs> antenna but i don't i don't have that that'd be a small pull up on that right <laughs> i mean it, everybody's been asking me now that i've done like three videos on it and i'm well over like 10 antennas to release the list of low power high power transmit and what their received signal strength is Release the Kraken. And now I have I have two different receive antennas that I've been doing tests on. So the last video, which the video I'm currently almost done editing that's going to drop, is on my new antenna that I put on the roof. Did you notice the new antenna? Yes. Do you like it? No. Is it the most attractive antenna or the least attractive antenna? 
I was thinking today, actually, just today, like hours ago, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. about what a travesty our roof line looks like now. <laughs> and I remember when we were, uh, I was working with the architect on the expansion of the house, mm-hmm. and he was very particular about the roof line, right? And we would talk about the different ways we could have put the roof. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you guys spent a lot of time talking about this. <laughs> and then I was like, if we do it like this, would the roof line look odd? And then he was like, well, if you did it like this, the roof line would be a little more streamlined, but there might be some issues for um, how you're going to run your drainage. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was like, it doesn't even matter anymore, Mike. <laughs> the roof if line you could is see me now. <laughs> I just, and uh, so. Uh, in case we haven't mentioned it before, the architect that helped us do our house edition was actually a Disney architect. Right. He used to work for Disney. He helped design uh, the uh, Grand Californian mm-hmm. among you know many other The things. Overlook Hotel, as I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> the Disney Overlook Hotel. So I, I Every actually... time the doors open, you get blood. Ha-ha. <laughs> What would he say instead of red rum? That's, that's, Gorsh. That's goofy. I don't know. Who is a cow? Who is a cow? Yes. Goofy is a not cow. a dog. A cow. Yeah. Because it would be weird if a dog <laughs> was walking a dog. But a cow is walking fine. 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 But I was going to uh, work with Mike on another project that I have for work. And I realized I could never have him back to the house again. (laughs) Nope. Wikipedia says Goofy is a dog, Leah. No. Goofy's a dog. Goofy is a cow. He is, he began as Dippity Dog. No. Mm -hmm. Then it doesn't make any sense. Why does he get clothes and Pluto? Sorry, that's his, that's his... Who Dippity Dog was older than Goofy would who would come to be, so Goofy became or is the follow on of Dippity Dog. No, his dog. How can he be a dog and Pluto not have clothes? It's just, and also it's very strange that Donald Duck walks around without pants. <laughs> you know, Leah, the whole thing's weird when you get right down to it. <laughs> I mean, Goofy is fully dressed. Yes, and can talk. Yes. Better than Donald. Right. <laughs> so the nudity is, is is correlates to how And Donald life. talks like how you think a duck might talk if he was talking through quack, <laughs> which is Leia's rendition of what a duck sounds like, which is always a fan favorite in our in our house. <laughs> but Daisy, perfect English. Oh, Goofy is a dog. Goofy's I dog. don't get it. I don't get it at all. This seems racist now. <laughs> racist? Yes. Feels racist against Asians. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. Pluto is yellow. <laughs> what? Okay, we got That's a move real on. that's we a real move. woke reach. That is <laughs> You got to go into the NBA with that reach. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, for the Patreon plug. Nathan yes, continues, I am sure there is more to say, but that is what Discord is for. Everyone join so we can pod chat about not ham radio. The last thing discussed was a Baskin Robbins cake that looks like a tall stack of pancakes. Really radio related. <laughs> So um, this is going to be a reminder. I understand you will most likely hear this on Friday morning, which gives you a good two days to make sure you have a Mother's Day gift for the mothers in your life. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> now is the time, folks. Get out there. Uh, you know, buy something nice. And do you know what the mom in your life really wants? A day where she doesn't have to do anything. A day where she doesn't have to be the mom. Yeah, like you go out and you make a memory-making day Mm -hmm. that is something she would plan, but that she can just attend. Mm. Right? Yeah, so everybody who does like breakfast in bed for mom, Mm -hmm. nice but not necessarily what they're looking for. Especially not if you wreck the kitchen making the Right. Breakfast. So, Mom, we made you breakfast. Now, <laughs> someone needs to be held accountable for this kitchen. <laughs> this is a travesty. Why did you need so many bowls and utensils to make? You got a pasta maker out. <laughs> I didn't even see pasta. Several of flowers everywhere. The waffle maker's here. I didn't have waffles. <laughs> Nothing had a waffle pattern. These are donuts. <laughs> we got hungry when we were making the breakfast, okay? Took two hours. We don't do this. <laughs> the muffin pan is out. <laughs> the muffin pan. It's upside down. <laughs> but on the back side. We bake something on the back side. Yeah. It's just encrusted. Yeah, right, right. That's you it. just can't get it is off. Is that brownie mix? <laughs> I tried to make a delicious cup. Mm. Here's the other thing that you might not know. Mm-hmm. It is totally acceptable to provide a multitude of drinks at breakfast. Let me give you a list of acceptable drinks. Coffee, tea, orange juice, mimosas, mm-hmm. uh, smoothies, mm-hmm. green juices. Okay. <laughs> this okay. is... These are all a big cup of ice water. You just like that could be the main part of breakfast. Just center everything around a massive cup of ice water. Just I'm telling you, they'll love it. All the all the beverages. But centered around a yes. massive cup of ice water. Yes. We know. Well, I know the secret. Do you do you need some Mother's Day gift ideas? You said you already bought your gift. Mm, yeah, I bought me my gift. I found out today that my mom bought me a gift for Mother's Day. And I was like, Mom, I'm not even your mom. What? so crazy. (laughs) She's the best mom. We do have a tradition, though, that we do where um, the kids draw something. Yes, I gave you a book. And I said, we have a journal. Don't ever give me another Mother's Day card again. (laughs) We don't buy cards. We we draw, the kids draw in this journal. Mm -hmm. And then I have the task of painting a watercolor out of it yes which is always interesting it's beautiful it's like my favorite thing because they're all older now and ben has actually taken a liking to drawing so i'm hoping this year is even better than last it's gonna be better forever (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, hopefully, yeah, right? It can't. <laughs> can't get worse. Can't, hopefully it can't get worse, yeah. So that's an idea. And then uh, for your mom, we bought her. She finally went from finally a flip phone and not like a cool retro like razor phone that they just released in the past not, couple years. not even like a cricket that you can buy at walmart for like 49 dollars. she literally had how old was it over a decade her flip phone was over a decade old it was a pink samsung yes and she she took good care of that phone mm -hmm. that thing should that thing belongs in a museum I can't believe the battery still worked for that long. I don't think she long. used it very much. I, regardless, I can't believe the battery worked. Like, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> doesn't, it just doesn't add up. She finally has an iPhone, though. She finally has an iPhone. And so that opens up a world of accessories you can buy that goes with having Here's your Apple iPhone. Watch. Here, first, here's a pop socket. You definitely need one of these. We did that, yeah. <laughs> And now your Apple Watch mm -hmm. for all the times that your iPhone is not on you and you need to be notified. And you miss your iPhone. Right. So you need to have, you know. But some, also it'll let you know. Some if, part of your eye life is missing. If there's something wrong with your heart. Yeah. It, it's actually pretty yeah. interesting for the health aspects of it. Yeah. So she's got one of those now. Well, she will. She doesn't have it yet. Yeah. Well, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, that's, I gave you one gift suggestion. You know what one gift might n not be, like, perfect for Mother's Day? Hmm. Is a tower. Do not what? give your... <laughs> what? I swear if when we get home on Sunday, there's a tower here. Could you imagine if, like... So wait, no, you guys, no, no, just... Yeah, no, dude, seriously, just rip up the concrete. <laughs> Lay that footing because we're gonna be gone, man. She can't stop it. It's it's Mother's Day. She'll never suspect. She'll never suspect a thing. She thinks this is her day. All right. Nate signs off. Seventy three K one M A Z Nathan. Uh, the three most dangerous things in the world are a programmer with a soldering iron, a hardware type with a program patch, and a user with an idea. <laughs> Rick Cook. A hardware type with a patch? With a program patch. A hardware type? Mm. Okay. Like a hardware person? Like a hardware engineer? Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you don't like the weather in New England now, just wait a few minutes. Mark How Twain. Many, there's a couple of places that call that quote. What? That that quote, but like the Midwest or Minnesota mm -hmm. or, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. whatever. I've heard that. Definitely San Francisco. Uh, it in, does. I mean, it goes from like in mildly overcast to raining very quickly in, in San Francisco and, and definitely Seattle. But uh, San Francisco is uh, real microclimate-y. That's why whenever you're having a day where you go through multiple parts of San Francisco, you need to be dressed for both summer and winter. So you dress in a lot of layers. Yeah, I've literally yeah. been rained on in the middle of summer in like San Francisco. Yeah. Like a decent rain, too. Or you go somewhere where there's super dense fog, like a cloud tsunami. They do have a lot of fog. Yeah. yeah. And then you move a few blocks over and it's really sunshiny and beautiful. It's pretty wild. Yeah. 
I found places that are just as beautiful as New England, but this is my home, Jan Brett. People in New England think that the Red Sox won that 1975 World Series three games to four. Carlton Fisk. One of the brightest gems in the New England weather is the dazzling uncertainty of it. Mark Twain. Mark Twain was obviously very obsessed with New England weather. Or just bothered by the whole thing. New England is quite as large as a lump of earth as my heart can really take in. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Okay. That's a, that's a love letter to New England right that's there. It's kind of deep. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, podcast co-producing. Thank you. The next email is 420.69 megahertz. Uh-oh. <laughs> And this is from Junior Volunteer Podcast. Are we dropping the junior? That's your call, I think, at this point. (laughs) Volunteer Podcast co-producer, Jake. I mean, they can choose whatever they want, right? Oh, no. He's continued. Your Junior Volunteer Podcast co-producer. There you go. It's really up to you, though, because if you just don't read it, then it just becomes recorded. Mm -hmm. It becomes the the record. I can't handle this kind of power. (laughs) Say in a Robin Williams voice, good morning, HRCC. I can't. That's not. I don't really do Robin Williams. I can't. Mm. Yeah. You're listening to HRCC. I just think tank radio now whenever I hear someone talk like that. I just think it's tank. I just think it's Frank all the time. (laughs) When someone starts doing that, I'm like, oh, it's Frank. (laughs) HRC Cool Beans Broadcasting. On 420.69 megahertz every Friday morning. I'm your DJ. Leia, insert your DJ name here. Huh. <laughs> I'm waiting. What, I've never. How does one figure out their DJ name? There's got to be some kind of like. It's like something. Take what you ate for breakfast <laughs> and your favorite color. DJ pressed juice right now, I guess. Nice. <laughs> DJ name generator. I, but, you know, I oh, think no. I might have a copyright issue if I go around as DJ Press Juice. For DJ I, Press Turmeric. <laughs> when, when, I, I think I already mentioned this on the podcast. There used to be like the, the 18 and over clubs, right? Like growing up. And they're like, spinning tonight, DJ Master Plan. Like, what? <laughs> a horrible DJ name. I actually do remember a DJ by the name of Master Plan. A horrible name. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think so? Uh, I dated an attorney that was also a um, a professional DJ. Mm-hmm. DJ binding arbitration. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> um, uh, and I, his DJ name was DJ Blisk. Jeez. That's not bad. That's good. He used to spin in San Francisco. <laughs> there you go. Got flown up for gigs from Southern California. It's good. Okay. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, DJ Press Turmeric. <laughs> pressed Turmeric. Yes. That's very intense. If it's just pressed turmeric. Mm. 
DJ Pottery Bat. <laughs> I found out in pottery class yesterday I stole someone's bat from their private collection. I didn't know. And I was, I had finished with the piece and I was washing it off and he was like, where did you get that? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, in this room? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got to lock his room. And then, and then he's like, that, but that's one of my bats. So like, where, where did you get it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, somewhere here, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's cool, man. <laughs> Just throw something and relax. <laughs> I didn't know it was your bat. It's a pottery like studio <laughs> just keep judge Judy out of this all right bro <laughs> i picked it up and slapped some clay chill i'm just kidding i i apologize profusely <coughs> and was very embarrassed and he was like no no it's fine did it have his name on it there were letters on it i didn't know that that meant it belonged to someone oh it's the pat's name <laughs> jiff <laughs> Your bat is also named Toby. It's <laughs> a lot of Tobys in here. First of all, you couldn't tell if you were looking at it from the top, and I would never turn over a bat. The only reason I turned it over was to wash it. Mm hmm. I wouldn't have known. And then you're like, oh, what? I'm in trouble now. <laughs> this one's got a name. <laughs> I just, that's how you knew it was his. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. <laughs> I, I make checks out I mean, from my point of view. <laughs> Pottery bat. <It's, laughs> it feels like it's pretty serious, though. <gasps> DJ Russian bat. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Because that's the that's what it's called, right? It's not a pottery bat. It's a Russian bat. No, the Russian bat is actually a square bat on a round wheel. <laughs> I recently learned about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We figured it out. DJ Russian bat. Got it. You got it. <laughs> Back to normal voice now. Greetings, Hamily. It is I, K-O-4-J-U-Z. Last podcast, an emailer mentioned my favorite frequency, 420.69, and to this day, I still keep it in my scan list and haven't heard it once in my area. I forget if someone already had this merch idea or something similar, so I apologize if I am repeating. The idea is to have Thanksgiving theme to the shirt with 420.69 megahertz written out underneath or on the back get licensed for for some smoke tam it's definitely rock bottom territory yeah. definitely or something similar to the degree maybe something for the rock bottom line mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, yes jake's got it yeah jake, jake knows yeah he knows how this game's played Josh, can't wait to see the updated Tactical trash can. Can you give us podcast listeners a sneak peek? Um, the G90 is still there. I can't replace the G90. It's just it's just the perfect radio for that for that that, that setup. All right. Which Jake I says, will explain. I will have slides. Jake, a little bit of slides. Okay. Well, Jake says no. Oh well. Anticipation is always no, the best part. I told you. The G90 is not changing, but everything else is pretty much changing. 
Yeah, it's now a plastic trash can and doesn't do anything. <laughs> but it is from the IKEA line of Flufenors. <laughs> Floors. <laughs> IKEA has created lines within lines now. Mm-hmm. So when you search names of things, mm-hmm. it's not just one item anymore. It's everything in that category's family. So here's the thing that like I never under well, okay, I understand why they haven't done this, but they should do this. They should create a series of novellas that goes into the backstories of these names. What do you mean? Like have some kind of character piece. Like the malas? Or the whatever. But like that or the, malas. The furniture is at some at like a, a short story where the the furniture piece is a a character in the story. Mm. Not anthropomorphized necessarily. Like there's humans having things go on. So a novel series about the slave class of furniture is what <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to turn this into like Beauty and the Beast or anything. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like, I mean, there's something they can do. Like, you maybe a graphic sw- novel. Graphic novel, right? Because they got to have a picture of it. It's got to be an ad for it. Mm. Oh, so you missed that catalog where they did that. Did they do that, really? No, they absolutely did not do that. This is crazy. <laughs> it could be like anime style. They got like Eurobeat playing in the background. It's no longer a catalog? I, I, I'm, I'm open to anything <laughs> at this point. I just want to know the deep lore of some of these names. I think it's literally random letters. Uh, unless somebody Swedish can tell us what the name Much are. like how our roads are named in Cerritos. I'm sure they're all children that have been born in the <laughs> IKEA. They're all designers' children. They're all designers' children. All right. Well, Jake signs off. Time for me to give this email the beans and say 73s. 73 is until next week. Your junior volunteer podcast co-producer, Jake, K-O-4-J-U-Z. P.S. Leia, you are crushing it with those questions. Maybe time for four in a row? Who did you listen last week, Jake? <laughs> that was that's a real painful segment for me. <laughs> All right, and now it's time. Well, now I'm thinking. Mm. So there's a song mm. from Initial D. It's called No One Sleeps in Tokyo. But they do an Ikea version of that, which is No One Sleeps in Grisboo. Grimsboo. Grimsboo. What is Grimsboo? That's a, a bed that they make. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. It's one of the best names for their Great. beds. There's also Tarva and Slatum. Oh, Krepstad is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. What? What what line is the meatballs in? <laughs> There's always Malm. Malm's a good yes, one. Yes, Malm. Malm, is, Malm a, is a whole family. It's a whole family. Yeah. See, there could be a whole novella on the, the Malm, the lineage of Malm, the family tree of Malm. And how the Malm, like, actually battles it out with the... Yes! Oh, now what, you're talking. What is, what is the other line? <laughs> the... Vadheim. That's... Okay. Nordly. The Nordly. Yes, I like it. And all the children's furniture are like the dwarf species. Of like a, a retelling of Lord of the Rings, but all the characters are IKEA furniture names. <laughs> yes, indeed. 
It's the final email. Okay. This last email is titled, Flood Those Call Signs In. <laughs> and this is from, once again, Volunteer Podcast back. producer, Nathan. Okay. P.S. It looks like the FCC floodgates on the call signs for new operators are starting to open. It only took half a month. Congratulations to all the new operators and have fun. K1 MAZ Email Bandit. Well, you stole it again this week. Sorry about the wait, everybody, but you'll get your call signs soon. There's people who literally got their call signs like that day, like they, they went and got tested. Mm -hmm. And they've been waiting for like half a month. When we were advertising, oh, it's like a day. Some people got it same day. And they're like, what happened to me? <laughs> did it get something wrong with my test? Did it get stuck in the series of pneumatic tubes that runs the FCC? <laughs> nope. I wish we had a pneumatic tube. Right? Right? Or at least like a dumb waiter. Though we're in a one story house, so I guess a dumb waiter is not necessary. Well, we could make a modification we call it the imbecile waiter and it only goes horizontally. <laughs> I wonder how many kids got trapped in dumb waiters. I mean, before or after Home Alone came out? Before. Okay. They weren't that common. Like, well, over here. Not out here. No. Yeah, because we yeah. were we're all ranch hosts. Back east for sure, yeah. All right. What you drinking there, Josh? But it's gonna be delicious. This is strawberry basil, which contains strawberry, monk fruit, lemon, and basil. Wow, straightforward. Yeah. So that's it? That's it. Okay. Leia, would you like to take a test? It's time. I don't. I don't really want to do this. <laughs> Where'd all the kids' coins go? There can be the kids' coins. I need those for scoring this bad boy. You don't need five of them. Okay, give me the appropriate amounts. There you go. All set. Okay. <laughs> you really don't want to do four. That's. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, here we go. Give you more than you need. Okay, which of the following effects can a geomagnetic storm have on radio propagation? A, degraded ground wave propagation. B, degraded high latitude HF propagation. C, improved high latitude HF propagation. D, improved ground wave propagation. And I'm going to go with B, degraded high latitude HF propagation. And that is correct. One coin. HF propagation is distorted and degraded in these high latitude regions during a geomagnetic storm. Mm. A geomagnetic magnetic storm is charged particles from increased solar emissions such as solar flares. There we go. Oh, I just sipped that drink. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm drinking a strawberry flavored What's that mozzarella dish you like with the basil on top with the tomatoes? Caprese? It's like a strawberry flavored caprese. Ooh. Try it. I actually do think strawberries taste close to tomatoes. I'm there. That's very basil forward. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's an aggressive <laughs> amount of basil. That is savory. I can really taste the <laughs> moths. It leads me to believe that uh, 
basil is actually the key piece of a caprese salad. Dude, basil is so strong, too. Like, basil is... <laughs> like, everybody gives mint a hard time, rightfully so. But basil has a very smooth... Su- it, it tastes subtle, but it's not. It's actually, like, very aggressive. Like, you can taste basil in, in trace amounts almost. Mm-hmm. Very strong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's my basil talk. Hot basil talk all done. Tastes, it tastes a little bit like a pesto. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, like, a, that's kind of what... Strawberry pesto. Wow. Who knew? Yikes. <laughs> Did you already put the vodka in it? Mm-hmm. I think the vodka is actually accentuating the basil. <laughs> Something. The next question is, which ionospheric layer is closest to the surface of the Earth? I've already gotten this question before. You did. Yeah. A, the E layer. B, the D layer. C, the F1 layer. Or D, the F2 layer. Let's see if you remember. It's the D layer. You retained it. Yeah. There's two coins. Okay. I've also seen this question before. So I feel like this is not. This is some cheater. This is rigged. (laughs) What? What portion of the AC cycle is converted to DC by a full wave rectifier? Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you retain it? Yeah, it's 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's just the answer. And then you moonwalk out of there. Yeah, that's that's how I remember it. That's it. See? <laughs> I'm good for something. <laughs> well, you did it. Congratulations. I I've it. also seen the next question because I'm using ham study. Yeah. Okay. So it goes through like... It really wants you to remember. Yes. It's good. I'll, ju- I'll just do the next one. Wow. Look yeah. at you. Four, may- maybe four in a row. <laughs> you didn't give me enough coins. <laughs> Which of the following is an advantage of a direct dig- a digital synthesizer, a DDS? Mm-hmm. And I remember the hint from this is that when you see synthesizer, you're supposed to select oscillator. <laughs> I'm really retaining this test taking. You ability. are. is is works good for you. Variable frequency with the stability of a crystal oscillator. I the rest of it don't care. I saw oscillator. That kind of synthesizer, right? Yeah. I think I actually need to cycle through these questions um, a little bit more between podcasts so that it's showing me new new questions. Completely random. I was um, <laughs> I was on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And so there's a company called Mog or Moog, mm-hmm. M-O-O-G. Mm-hmm. And I had something in my LinkedIn from them. And I was like, a synthesizer company wants me to come work for them? This is amazing. <laughs> And they're like, we'd like to talk to you about aeronautic software. And I'm like, is this the synthesizer company? <laughs> what do they say? I'm like, this is the aeronautical division of, our, of this company. Uh, would you do like you to use synthesizers? Can I put you down for an interview? A week from now, I just ghosted them. I'm like, you're, you're not, you're not a synthesizer. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> do do you use synthesizers in aerospace? <laughs> can I just, can I just play with some mogs and and then. Do you have, like, in your break room, do you have lots of synthesizers? <laughs> like, we have ping pong tables, but I'd prefer a synthesizer. <laughs> do you have, like, an MS-20 or something? Or, like, okay. something real vintage would be sweet. 
Is there a loan program for employees? Can I like, can you just pay me in keyboards? <laughs> Please no. <laughs> if they say yes to that, that's a no. We got one. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> All right. So thanks everybody again for listening. Now this is actually the topic of the show. <laughs> so when I did my my antenna review, when I posted the video, I got a lot of comments on people asking me where they can get the tactical mini. I guess people don't sometimes like just Google things. Mm. Like if I saw someone had a no. telescopic no mast no and it was called the tactical mini i would absolutely not go off to google something if it was ham radio related this is literally like tubes nope this is the, the nesting doll matter. of of mass this is like i feel like with the introduction mm -hmm. of things like aliexpress mm -hmm. and how many people drop ship like create storefronts and drop ship mm -hmm. or they just like load crap onto Amazon because it's so easy to become an Amazon seller. Okay. That just randomly going off and buying things unless you're buying it from like HRO or from Gigaparts or Pro. a company that it, you like to make a word out of every acronym. Pro. Pro. <laughs> you were calling them Pro for a long time. And then Edison's picked it up with Hobo Max. <laughs> Edison created Hobo Max. I didn't make that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's carrying this through your lineage, the 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 world of using the word. But that's because he's just learning to read. Hobo Max. <laughs> and to him, the the lack of the O was not a problem. No, just roll right past <laughs> he it. He just he just filled it in. Hobo you know? Max. So yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about telescopic antenna mass. Before I do that, though, reminder: this uh, Saturday tomorrow is the EM the new new and improved EMP tra tactical trash can. I have totally reinvigorated the internals of this kit and have some new thoughts behind it. We've well, learned a lot. I think that's what Jake was trying to say. Yeah, we've learned a lot since the time I built the tactical trash can. Things like pace plan, right? Mm -hmm. And that emergency comm plan approach using the Special Forces Pace Plan System mm -hmm. is what I used to build out the upgrades to it. Plus, and reminder, this is a Faraday cage, so wouldn't it be smart to put all your sensitive electronics in it, too, that you would want if there was an actual EMP that goes off? How big is this trash can? Three gallons? It's not a big one. It's a tiny <laughs> one. So that's actually why... Um, scaling it and having just the most appropriate things in there and it being self-sustaining has always been my goal. So that is the live stream tomorrow. So just wanted to make a reminder of that. Self-sustaining? Solar panels, Leia. <laughs> and batteries. <laughs> just learn how to feed well, yeah. So they, they, they plant a little garden. <laughs> they a, like it's beets. A, it's a victory garden. <laughs> they like beets. Rich in electrolytes. Okay, so telescopic antenna masts are kind of a, an interesting thing because they, they start out real small and then they get real big. And the prices fluctuate greatly. I was somewhat there on the ground floor of, of telescopic antennas because we generally repurpose them from other things. At least that's 
the way I've always done it. Yeah, fishing. Uh, fishing rods. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of a background here so that everybody knows what to look for. And and again, I just go on eBay and I search for telescopic fishing rod. Now you don't want the ones that have the eyelets like an American style fishing rod. One that you want a tenkara. A tenkara rod. So the the telescopic ones that you see with the eyelets, you don't want to mess around with those. They're they're not worth your time. They're cheap, just as cheap as the ones we're gonna talk about, but just avoid them. They're, they're not worth your time. So what you're going to look for, and, and literally, if you search for Tenkara, which is T-10, the number 10, basically, T-E-N-K-A-R-A, fly rod. Tenkara is the Japanese style of fly fishing. Unlike American fly fishing, where you actually have a reel with line, and the line is weighted so that you can whip it back and forth, the Japanese do have slightly weighted line, and sometimes the line is longer than the actual length of the pole, but the poles are extremely long. They use much longer rods than we do, and they have a more delicate approach to presenting the fly on the water. It's more of a gently play, drop it, set it softly, if you will, on the water. Mm. And they have special, They call, I think they're called parachute flies. Anyway, you can look up Tenkara fishing. It's actually pretty fascinating how they uh, how they do it in Japan. It allows you to fish anywhere. Um, yeah, there, there's a, an American company called Tenkata USA that uh, the the gentleman who runs it has a podcast, and he talks about his whole learning about Tenkara and then bringing it to the United States, that whole thing. It's, it's, it's really fascinating because in a lot of ways, it's kind of like the QRP of fly fishing. Oh. Extremely lightweight tackle, For very little gear, and it they all telescope so they can fit in a backpack really simply. You can bring a 10-car rod wherever you backpack pretty much because they're super lightweight. But you can buy them really cheaply too. And the difference here is that a 10-car rod doesn't have an eyelet of any kind on it. So I'm going to give you some tips as I'm going through this. Generally, the telescopic fishing rods, the end pieces, the very tip of the rod is not usable for ham radio. It's just too thin. It's just too flimsy. So what I generally do is I'll go get, go down to the, the sporting goods store and I will get a end eyelet for a fishing rod. And I'll use a glue stick. I'll just heat it up with a match. And I'll put a little bit on the the, the right diameter of the section of the pole that will fit into the eyelet. Put a little Ooh. bit of hot glue on that. Shove the eyelet on top of it. And then anything that's thinner than that telescopic end, I get rid of because it's not going to hold up a wire anyway. It's just too flimsy. The whole thing will like load up like you're pulling a fish out of the water. Mm. So that's the first step. So the generally first thing you do, well, if you're going to go down this road of the 10 car rods, generally you're running something like a K6ARK end fed wire, very lightweight wire to do any kind of Tenkara rod-based antennas. You can put heavier wires up. I've definitely done it. I've used zip zip cord antennas. Uh, Jerry K6, uh, what is it? KG6 uh, HQD. So he has the speaker wire dipole that we've talked about, right? That was mm -hmm. his antenna that he would run, and he would use a telescopic fishing rod. Now, the advantage of going the route of a dipole is that, you know, you can do an inverted V and it doesn't have to be that high off the ground. And you can kind of rig it up in such a way that it'll actually kind of self-support itself, self-stand up, if you will, mm. without needing much help. But if you want to do like an end fed, keeping these aloft, like in the air is kind of a pain. 
um, I made a 3D printed guying plate, little square with a hole in the middle with a little notch on the side of the hole to run the, ri- the wire up through it. Mm-hmm. And then four little holes on each corner of the square that had a, a cordage attached to it. So I could literally stake it out and hold it up vertically. I did that for a little while with soda. Um, but it's it's also kind of not the best way to do it. There, there are easier ways to go. There is the um, K8MRD method, which is you get the wire on the end, you fully elongate it out, and then you kind of lean the pole into a tree. Oh. And so you, you're you're not putting an antenna in the tree, so it technically doesn't violate any rules for state parks that don't let you put wires in trees, that kind of thing, while still also getting your antenna up in the air. And that, that works out really well for him, and it's it's a really lightweight way to go as far as packing. So the thing you're going to look for is try not to go below seven meters for one of these Tenkara rods because you're going to lose the end pieces of that uh, that mast, that fishing rod anyway. So you're going to be under the 20-something-ish feet that you're going to get with a three meter, uh, seven-meter uh, rod, right? So just keep okay. that in mind. If you're going down that road, don't go any less than seven meters from my point of view. So those are the cheapest. They generally run you 20-ish bucks. When when these rods first started becoming available, I bought like three or four of them for like seven bucks. Wow. $12 shipped kind of thing. Really inexpensive. They're still pretty cheap. $23 is still pretty cheap, and some of them are free shipping. If you want, the issue is that it's really tough to like, hey, go go look up the YouTube video on the Gochur carbon fiber fishing rod telescopic right. handful because like there's not a whole lot of reviews on these fishing rods as antenna support systems because fishing line is much lighter weight anyway. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not really a thing that their intended purpose is. So if you want to go a little bit more intended purpose, um, by the way, there is a rod that is available on AliExpress. And I and I just bought it myself. It's a pure carbon fiber telescopic fishing rod. This one doesn't go longer than like 12 feet. It's actually incredibly short. But I'm going to use it for putting up the um, the roll-up J-pole VHF, UHF antennas. Mm. And it is super small. Like it can fit in the palm of your hand. It's it's less than a foot long. It's probably like eight inches when um, when reduced. And that thing sells like ship for like 33 bucks, right? So the prices are starting to go up, right? As you start looking at this. As it gets more turnkey. Well, no, it's still a fishing rod. We, have, oh. we haven't gotten out of fishing rod space yet. Oh. So the, the next one that is actually built for ham radio, and these are generally the mass that I recommend people check out along with their antennas, is soda beams. And that is the website, sodabeams.co.uk. That is the pole that I was using in the video I did with the speaker wire dipole. I was using the Tactical Mini Compact Ultra Portable 6-meter mass. So total extended length is 19.6 feet. Wow. That sells for $61. And then you have to pay shipping. Now... The good news is that these these are sometimes available at DX Engineering, and so you can buy them from DX Engineering and get a much cheaper shipping time. But if you buy from the UK, which Soda Beams is in the UK, you expect to uh, wait a little bit longer for shipping. I do like the Tactical Mini. They also have the Carbon 6 Ultra Light 6-meter antenna, which, again, has a final length of 19 
1.6 feet, but it has a slightly smaller dimensions that it can fit in like a rollerboard suitcase. So if you wanted to pack this on the go, you could. The advantage of going soda beams is that the elements are all fairly rigid and the smallest segment of the telescoping rod won't load up. It won't fold over on you. Mm. So when you consider soda beams is also the manufacturer of a very popular soda antenna, which is their three band and four band dipole system. Mm -hmm. It uses two legs of the dipole, so two wires off of one side, and then it has another wire, uh, another cord, piece of cord that's actually used as a stabilizing line that holds the pole up in the air. So you use one telescopic rod, it will hold the rod perfectly vertical in the air, the two legs of the dipole come down to the earth, and then the stabilizing line comes down to hold it all into place. Works really well. Huh. So here our journey in telescopic mass starts to... What starts to happen is as you graduate from the fishing rods into the soda beam stuff, the telescopic mass get fatter as the sections get thicker, which is generally good for the stability of your antenna, but it also starts to add vertical height. A lot of the soda beams mass will fit well in like a water bottle pocket in your backpack. Oh. Not all of them will fit in the body of your backpack though, particularly if you're going with a lighter weight backpack, like a 20 liter or something along those lines, which is generally what I rock. I, I'm usually carrying like a 20 liter Patagonia backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a 30 and a 40, you know, I've got all the backpacks. Um, you're a real bag man. When you, you know, I'm, always, I'm always getting that bag. Um, <laughs> when you start getting to 30s and 40s, some of them will, will hold the mast inside the bag, which is sometimes nice, and they can actually carry water into the field, which is, which is good. These antennas I consider like one-man portable backpack poda operator style, or soda, more prominently mm. soda lightweight stuff particularly if you go with the carbon fiber mass really good because in, pretty inexpensive if you think about 60 61 dollars for a telescopic mast is is pretty good and uh soda beams actually has a whole ton of stuff they even have a an antenna lifting kite oh and how cool would that be go to the beach put mm-hmm. your put your beach kite up everybody you know that's right. how you know you're a cool kid but then how about if there was a, an antenna wire attached to that kite I always told you about balloons. I did that video. Mm-hmm. I already did it. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people yelled at me. Why? They're like, you're too close to the power lines. That Mylar balloon's going to hit the power lines and then shut the whole thing down. I'm like, I wanted to shut the whole city down. <laughs> I wanted to shut it all down. So I could finally get a quiet enjoyment of 40 meters for once <laughs> in my life. You take out a whole city for that? No, I'm just kidding. I don't want that to happen. Uh, so anyway, go go check out Soda Soda Beams. The the link is in the show notes. So now we start going up uh, into size, weight, and cost. The next stop on the the journey here is Jack Height. Jack Height, but only with one K. So Jack Height, one word. Jack Height is a website you can go to that has many different antenna masts, and they've kind of picked up on the fact that a lot of people use them for HF antennas. They are literally like flagpoles, kite poles, windsock poles. They are very thick material. Okay. Um, The links vary significantly, and they are expensive. 
They generally have a swiveling eyelet at the end. I have a jack height pole that I actually bought at the TRW swap meet like, I don't know, like four years ago. I still use it, but I don't carry it as much in the backpack because the thing is like three feet long at the biggest, at the, at the largest section at the bottom. It's close to three feet long. So it's not actually something you really want to put in a backpack because it's so it's so difficult to get between trees and whatnot. It catches mm-hmm. on everything. It's kind of a pain. But if you're doing, you know, poda in a park picnic table and you're carrying something from your car, or you don't expect a lot of trees, hey, no problem. And in fact, they've been around for a really long time. So if you, if you were so inclined, some of the flagpoles that like car washes and fast food and real estates use, you know, the ones that have like the little, it's like a teardrop shape. The swoopers? The swoopers, yeah. Those poles you can use as an antenna mast if you wanted to. Oh. Not perfect in any way. Do you want those? How long? I throw those away all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. bring me like one or two of them. I want to see how good they are. Um, but I know people who have done that, and that's, that is that is an option. Of course, we're talking telescopic rods, so I cannot forget to mention painter's poles. Painter's poles that you can buy at Home Depot, Lowe's. You're not going to get a lot of vertical length from a painter's pole, and they actually start getting really, really expensive. And some of them, this takes us into an area that is way more robust than it really should be for a simple wire that you might use. What are you doing, man? There's just paper (laughs) rustling everywhere. What is happening right now? I'm going to take a little sip here. I'm just just getting ready to shred some paper. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Seems like it's about time. We've got a a decent (laughs) supply here to to shred. The the jack-eye poles are good. They're very high quality. They're designed to stay outside all the time and hold like a little, you know, bird up in the air or whatever. <laughs> I'm literally looking at the website. It's it's a bird. It's a bird windsock. It's literally like a condor or an constantly eagle. Constantly flipping the bird. It's constantly flipping the bird. So it'll, it'll definitely hold your antenna up. And and I've, again, I've used this with the QR, the, the uh, oh, what is it? QRP me? No, not QRP. QRP guys. Three band QRP vertical. Me. No, that that's a website. Oh my god! You laugh, but it's real. That's totally real. QRP Me makes the tuna can radios. Mm. Among the actually, I'm making a video on this. It's going to be a very good video on tools to bring to a ham fest. Oh, I'm going to drop that before hamvention, so that you guys will have the right gear on hand if you're going to go scour the ham fest, uh, the swap meet area. Because nice. some of guy's going to tell you, hey, no, this works great. I tested it yesterday. Do you have a battery with you? No. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do convenient. in that situation? How convenient you don't have a battery. <laughs> so, all right. So that's that's that on the uh, on the Jack Height stuff. Good stuff. You can generally find them um, used. I, I found them at swap meets. No, it wasn't at TRW. It was at the Westminster swap meet. Oh right! Remember That's a that really good swap meet. That was a yeah. That was a really good swap meet. We Fantastic go there swap meet. One day again. Yeah, definitely. All right. So middle of the road here. Jackite poles really aren't more expensive than this. Uh, I, I don't think they're as good. But if you want a good like permanent mast, something that you can set up, you can put electrical tape between the sections when you get them to size, or a jubilee clip. Oh, what is a, a jubilee? jubilee clip. What is that? Do you know what a a, a hose clamp is? Uh, clamp hoses, yeah. Yeah, you, you it's got a screwdriver end on it or a hex bit, mm-hmm. and you screw it, and the 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 little flat 
piece of metal slides through it. Okay. It's called a hose clamp, what we call it. In the UK, they call it a jubilee clip. Oh. And so the pole we're mentioning is DX Commander's poles. DX Commander. The 10 meter telescopic classic antenna support pole by DX Commander is a fantastic antenna mast. It's a little long. I probably wouldn't backpack it generally. You could. They sell for 49 pounds and 50. What is that? P? Is that pence? Pence is a dollar. Yeah. It's not a quid. It's not a quid. Let me let me actually do a conversion. Hold on. Actually, these are cheaper than jack height, so I would I would go with this if you want a really good uh, option. About sixty bucks, sixty bucks, and I I bet you, I'm not I'm not betting the cost of your your mast or anything on this bet, but I bet you DX Commander can probably get you an antenna mast faster than any American ham radio company. <laughs> I don't know what this man has done, but he has the fastest shipping I've ever seen, like. <laughs> I, I, I want to be if really clear with you. thinking about that. it right now, it's already on its way. <laughs> it, it, it's borderline that fast. Like 3 a.m. one morning, I was on some kind of crazy night um, editing, most likely. And I was chatting with DX Commander, and, he, and I was talking about how he was going to do the phased array Christmas lights. And he thought that was hilarious. And he's like, I'll send you something in the morning. Okay, right. In, in the morning, right? So... Well, it was, I guess, already afternoon, his time, late evening. So if you consider the morning for him would be kind of like our late afternoon. Right. Right. I had the antenna kits a day after that. What? I don't know how it's possible. And it was he a must big have box. A California it distribution was a center. Huge, he, he must, I bet you. Oh, is that what he's doing? That salty boy. He's Why? like the Amazon Prime of antennas, is what you're saying? There's a lot of logistics companies in Southern California because we have the port. All I know is that I got that thing faster than is humanly possible. You seem very happy about it. I was ecstatic. I could not have been happier. I saw that box and I was like, oh, I know what that is. That's a DX Commander. So about 60 bucks and you will have a good 10 meter mass. So if I mentioned seven meters to start with those 10 Cara rods, the 10 meter rod, even taller and that's useful all the way up to the tip, particularly if you're using a single wire. It's like NFED half wave, that kind of stuff. You won't be able to go like full length on 40 meters on like an NFED half wave. You'll probably have some like L kind of wire jutting out to the side or maybe coming back down in an angle, right. but that's okay. That That's fine to do. And very good. Pro- probably one of the, the highest recommendations. There's a world of parts that you can get online. You can go on um, K at MRD's YouTube channel. He has a ton of videos on guying uh, vertical antenna masts like this. He, he's got a whole bunch of stuff that you can check out. Hey, Mirder. You can use a Jubilee clip, a hose clamp, and uh, zip ties. And just have four zip ties that are equally spaced along the round part mm. of the, and the rod. And then just use paracord, bank line. Um, you could use contractor line that's on the little reel to make a, a guying system very cheaply very inexpensively or you could print your own 3d printed mass plate which is what i've done which is generally pretty pretty straightforward so going forward i think i lost one there it is so when you start stepping away from fiberglass slash carbon fiber antenna mass you start going into like the the clamping vertical antenna masts that are made by like gigaparts 
Okay. Those start to dip into the hundreds to $200, $300 range. And they have some serious height on them. Like they can get into 30, 40, 50 feet. Those require like per, a, a really good tripod system waiting on the legs and allows you to put up some pretty high wires to get a good vertical, you know, vertical uh, antenna. Not necessarily something I have a lot of exposure to because it's it's kind of on the expensive side and something that I wouldn't necessarily set up on a backpack portable trip. And the tripods are equally expensive. I'm literally looking at the premium tripod for their telescoping mass, and it's like three hundred fourteen dollars. Of course, you so are. So not uh, not not cheap. But <laughs> if if you're really really serious about having you know a, a, an antenna that can handle a lot of power. Uh, be able to sit in the wind and the weather. These are good as well. Gigaparts is is where I would recommend people look. They make their own. They have their own in-house brand of telescopic antennas. Oh, so they're they're kind of the ones when you they start looking at the heavy. Labeled some antennas. You say it's master reserve telescopic master. <laughs> it's the highest quality for the most discerning ham. <laughs> Th- th- these are not backpack portable. These are like total poda, poda friendly, field day friendly, that kind of stuff antennas. So keep that in mind. Now, once you start getting outside in the fiberglass and carbon fiber space, telescopic mass still exists. And uh, the one you can look at is the Rhone H50. This is a galvanized steel pipe telescopic mast that has guy plates already in line that you just have to attach guy lines to. A lot of people use these for a myriad of antennas, not necessarily like Yaggies or anything with directional capability because you'd have to have a rotor on the top and they're not really designed for that. But plenty of wires, if you had a wire antennas will work fine. If you had an Arden mesh parabolic dish you wanted to get up high this would work perfectly for that if you had a vhf uhf antenna that you wanted to get way up there these roan h50s are really really nice they are about 200 bucks they they go from anywhere from 150 to 205 210 dollars shipping is the problem though on these because they are heavy so if you're like me if you're in the south bay area in southern california you can pick you can buy one at hro then you can drive to Norwalk, California, and you can pick it up directly from them. What? Yeah, it's literally down the street. That's crazy. So I, I literally paid for it at HRO, and they're like, oh, yeah, do you just want to go pick it up and save everybody some time? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I just drove over, picked up the mask. Now I have it. I just haven't put it up yet. But You're the- pulling a real Jason here. Wow. Shots <laughs> fired, Leia. I don't mention – I don't mention – <laughs> now i'm gonna now i'm gonna mention it uh he did the video where he was talking about his shack mm-hmm. and like when he goes out to and we're sl- talking about jason ham radio 2.0 J- jam radio jam jam radio jam radio jason ham radio 2.0 uh he did a shack tour video and his shack is literally a shack like it's in a shack in the backyard like he does his shooting there is filming all that stuff in a shack in a shed and when you went outside he cave his, yes, his he cave. <laughs> he went outside and did like a shot around the the shed, and I think he had like five antennas in various <laughs> states of not being up. And I was like, oh man! And then everybody starts giving him tra- like trash over um, the DX Commander. I think somebody posted a picture of the box, a box for a DX Commander, uh-huh. and they just had a piece of coax shoved into it. 
that was the that was the Jason Ham Radio 2.0 meme for him building it. I, I told him I'm like Jason, by the time you've built this thing up to such like gargantuan proportions, are you just gonna pay for Callum to fly out here and build it for you? Because at this point, like that's the only thing that will satisfy the masses at this point. So that's that's what I'm expecting to happen is that Callum's gonna come out to the the United States just to build Jason's DX Commander. I hope he comes to California. I'll break your DX commander so he'll come. <laughs> okay, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. So yeah, those are those are some of my thoughts on uh, telescopic antennas. The the remaining tabs that I have on the websites because I pull up tabs uh, now. I'm just looking at IKEA beds again, so I think I'm done with that uh, particular topic. I love telescopic mass. I I like the really inexpensive ones. I I have sent Leia some links that that we'll put in the show notes so you can check them out. When you buy antenna mass off of AliExpress and eBay from Chinese manufacturer, just consider that they are for fishing. <laughs> they're not for hoisting antennas. So they're they're not necessarily going to last you a long time. I've, I've broken a few. I know Adam K6ARK has broken some. Most people have broken these cheaper um, sure. fishing antenna mass. If you don't want to go through the route of getting cheaper, lightweight gear, consider the soda beam stuff. I feel like the soda beam stuff is is the is some of the best backpack telescopic mass that you could you could want to fall into for ham radio. They're they're moder- I think they're fairly priced for what they are. Most of them will pack in a rollerboard suitcase which is really nice if you're going to travel with your radio. Um, I always generally take one if I'm doing radio. I always bring the Tactical Mini along with me now. It's super lightweight, really inexpensive. If you're doing something permanent, if you don't want to go the full DX Commander route, which I don't even know why you wouldn't, because you get the mask for free. Well, I mean, you paid for it, but it's part, <laughs> it's part of the kit. Um, the, the, the DX Commander Mass are, are also extremely good, but I would put them more on the like permanent setup at your home type of thing. Good thing with all these masks, generally fiberglass, carbon fibers, that they can stay outside. They do really well, generally, for, for many years without much fuss that you have to put into them. So I would consider them for your wire antennas, particularly if you're doing barefoot 100 watts, you don't necessarily have to worry that much about it. The only thing you have to think about is how you're going to connect the wire to the top of the mast, depending on how you want it connected. If you're doing a dipole, that's going to change things significantly. If you're doing an NFED half wave, that's also going to be some variation. There is a world of websites and YouTube videos out there to talk about that. I'm generally always portable, so my go-to is a sheet bend. Do you know what a sheet bend is, Leah? No, what is that? A sheet bend is a knot that allows the connection of two differently sized cordage. Okay. It's, it's called a sheet bend. Uh, I use a sheet bend on antenna wire right at the tip, just a little fold over. It generally uses a fold over. Just the tip. Okay. And just the tip. And I like um I like two things, okay? So hear me out on this. I, I will change your mind on this. Hair bands. Big fan of, like, your wife's hair bands. Is that where just, they're all going? S- just steal some of them. What? 
put them away in your in your ham radio kit. I'm telling you, hair bands have all kinds of value because the elasticity. I just discovered the answer. No, not at all. And you know how? Okay, so I, I was that... gonna wait. I was gonna wait for your audacity to build. <laughs> I bought my own hair bands. Yes, I told them they were for my wife when I was checking out the CVS pharmacy, <laughs> but they were all for me. And I'll tell you exactly the hair bands to buy. You don't want the fully round ones. You want the flat ones. Oh, those are terrible. Exactly. No one wants them. The flat ones are fantastic because they when sell you do- them at the 99 cent store. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I bought them from there too. When you do like a hitch or something like that on them, the the fold it through knot thing, mm-hmm. you can do that literally at the top of the of the pole. And where the, the next telescopic element hits, if you pull it tight enough, it won't sag on it. And then you can attach the wire to that. You can literally tie a knot on the wire sometimes. I've used gaffer's tape. I've used duct tape. I've used elastic cordage that I've, that I've got from, I don't know, I bought it to test it out. I actually have a little bit of elastic cordage on the eyelet on one of the Tenkara rods that I that I take sometimes if I'm going with really lightweight like K6 K style antenna. There there are a myriad ways to do it. I, I want everybody to consider there's no right way in, in connecting the the wire to the mast or or some kind of cordage you're gonna hoist things up with. As long as it stays and you can activate radio, then that's all that matters. And you did a good job. So I'll leave you with that. Wow, your Experiment. standards are so so extreme. You just want the <laughs> wire as long as possible. You want to try and not fold back as much of the wire, particularly after you tune it, right? If you go through all that effort to tune it, you don't want to try and reduce the length of it by folding it over in any way. So yeah, those are my thoughts on uh, telescopic uh, telescopic mass. It's a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I, I started this off thinking, I can, I don't know that this is going to be very long. How long have I been talking about this? <laughs> Feels like a long time. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> I bought you some mustard though while you were talking. Did you? <laughs> I did. Oh, fantastic! I still haven't had I still haven't had my birthday present time yet. It's true, and now you have to wait for the mustard because I got you the most insane of mustards. Apparently, is it Colonel mustard? No, you don't understand. I ordered you this mustard, and then suddenly the most artisan of foods showed up as my suggested items. Okay, it is a. Uh, mustard pomery from France. And when I looked at the reviews, people were saying, I've been buying this mustard for 70 years. Whoa. (laughs) It comes in its own clay jar. Look at it. This is the most hipster of mustards is what you're about to show me right now? Outstanding and intense flavor, plus a nice stoneware jar. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> and I like that it's chopsticks that they're using to, is it Asian? Ah, oh no, my God. it's French. <laughs> this is what the jar looks like. Wow. It's apparently very hard to open. We'll, we'll drop that in the show notes so that everybody, oh, not the show notes, um, the Discord. So join us over on the Discord chat. If you go to HRCC podcast, it's down towards the bottom end of the chat rooms. You can catch up on all the shenanigans for our email correspondents and people that listen to the email everybody thank you so much for listening to the podcast by the way give us feedback um again you can email us lay at hamtactical.com i know that you have thoughts on telescopic antenna mass i would like to hear your thoughts if you have different recommendations than what i mentioned keyword being different recommendations (laughs) 
I know what I recommended was good. I want to know if you've got something better because I'll go buy it and try it. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73.